Why is it that every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny? You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Don't you know y'all supposed to just say something nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Film, TV, and music news, discussions, and reviews from a multicultural point of view. In addition to our Say Something Nice challenge, in which we challenge each other to say something nice about the best and worst in pop culture. Be sure to check us out at SSNpodcast.com and on all social media under the handle at SSNpodcast. Our show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, TuneIn, and wherever else great podcasts can be found. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and Stitcher so that more people can find our show. Thanks, and here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Yay, we're so glad to have you here today. Today is Sunday, March 31st, 2019, and I am here with Latria. Hello. Ali. Yes. And with the full plate of Laotian food by my side, Ken. What it is. <laughs> All right, let me turn you down a little bit. It's a bit too hot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we are here to. How's everybody doing, first of all? You know, trying to avoid mirrors, making it. <laughs> yeah, so Latria just saw us, and she's she's gonna give her review in a second. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say that I'm glad I made it to this point this year. I have a, I'm t- I took this next upcoming week off. Um, I've been working nonstop since like Thanksgiving. It's been ridiculous, but the project is basically it's on a good footing at this point. And so, like, I they asked me a long time ago what week I wanted off. I wanted, of course, Shazam week off. So I have and um the next week off and i celebrated yesterday by sleeping mm-hmm. it's so weird because it's like yeah. i guess all the stress just went away all of a sudden and i just i i could not get out the bed i only got out the bed to review riverdale with moji for tv movie mistress and i went right back to bed mm, nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that I did you turn your email off on your phone do you have your email to go to your phone it doesn't because they have like weird oh, okay good um, I, have to, I do have to log in to webmail and sort of kind of check it during the week just to be sure. Nah. But, so, uh, yeah, but we're going to we're going to say that your your computer got broke. Right. <laughs> hey, don't you have Comcast? Because, you know, they be having outages. I do have Comcast. See, there you go. <laughs> alibi. Alibi. Hashtag alibi there. Right. right. <laughs> OK, well, let's talk about the things that we've seen this week. Um, let's start. On, let's start on something that we that I. Let's start early with something that I really didn't like because I'm Latria is going to talk about us and I want to talk about us because us will make me happy. Well, I did see other stuff too. Okay. So, uh, that, so, wasn't, that wasn't scary. Yeah. <laughs> Why did somebody so, say us was about Beyonce's wig crip? <laughs> you know what? You know what? Cut his mic off. No, <laughs> Untether him, Brandon. <laughs> do it. Just do it. Just get the, get the scissors. The weird crap. I forgot about the fucking weird crap. My, my, but uh, no, sorry. Freshman, you know? So I saw this meme. They were talking about like us condensed. 
So they had um, Adelaide <laughs> on one side talking about, what do you want? And then they had a red on the other side, you know damn well. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. All right, let's go ahead and talk. I'll let the trio go first with the happiest stuff, and then we'll talk about us. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not seen <laughs> us yet, we're about to talk spoilers. Um, please check your um, your timestamp guides in the notes, the show notes for this episode, so that you know where to jump back in to avoid spoilers. All right, Latria, go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, the first thing I I actually I got to go to a play on Wednesday at the Alliance Theater. Oh, awesome. And it was a Pearl Clegg play, which she's my favorite. And she's actually the writer-in-residence there. Mm. Um, so it was her play, Angry, Raucous, and Shamelessly Gorgeous. And it was based on four women. It was really, really good. Um, and actually, Jasmine Guy was there in the audience. Oh! I saw her. Mm-hmm. I turned around, and like, because it was like right before it was about to start. And I turned around, and I was like, oh, Whitley. <laughs> <laughs> And turned right back around, and I was like, okay, let me not act like a fan. Because <laughs> I was, like, on the very front row, so. That I was her. trying to see if I saw anybody else, but that was the only person I saw. You walked by um, on your so, way, y'all talking about, parents <laughs> right? Like, die, just die. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a really good play. Um, I like going to... To plays like it's something about it's it's amazing how you have to remember your lines mm-hmm. you have to remember where to stand like eye movement facial expressions like where to like you know go on the stage i just i don't see how they do that every single night it's incredible mm-hmm. um shout out to pearl clegg i also finished um turn up charlie on netflix has any have any of y'all watched that? No, no this is Idris' it's, it's show, It's Idris right? Elba's show. Yes. Oh, it's a show? I thought it was a movie. Yeah, well, he, it's like eight episodes, and he plays a DJ who ends up being like a Manny for his best friend. Um, and Piper Parabo, I think that's her name. Yeah, Piper Parabo is in it. So he's like But it's actually man. really good. I saw some people on Twitter, and I was like, let me get off of here, because he, here y'all go. So he's like black male Mary Poppins. Yes, and people were like, "Why he got it? Why he got to take care of this little white kid?" And blah blah blah. And I was like, "But can we get past that? It's actually pretty funny." And to me, because he's an executive producer, and to me, I feel like this is more of his actual personality mm-hmm. than anything else. Because he's, you know, he's all serious and playing an action hero and everything else. So this is the first time you've actually, you know, gotten to see him in a comedy, like being funny. And he's a D- he's DJing, which he does in real life as well. Yep. So I feel like, to me, when people were like, why is he doing, like, he's Idris Elba, he doesn't need to do this. And I was like, because he wants to? Yeah. And because he can? Like, I don't, <laughs> I just didn't see why people were up in arms about it. I mean, I just, I didn't feel like it's Idris and I got to see him on screen. So I was happy. Okay. And, you know, he was shirtless running on the beach in a couple of scenes. That's great. <laughs> hmm. So it's funny. If you get a chance to watch it, watch it. The little girl is bad as hell. Like, my God. <laughs> and all the way through, like, at no point in the movie does she, like, have a come to Jesus moment and and get on the straight and narrow. Like, all the way into the last episode, the last minute, she's doing some little kid <laughs> stuff. Like, <laughs> she's bad. <laughs> um. And then I also watched Spider-Verse Into the... What is it called? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse the other day, which was good. I'm mad that I didn't get to see it in the movie theater because I heard I read a lot that that's a movie that you really do want to see in the theaters. 
but I just never had a chance to make it out to see that. So, you know, I just turned my TV all the way up. <laughs> Which, so when, I mean, it was the same, was the same effect, but you know. So when they play hypnotize, you had to make sure the couch. Shows. You know, so good. <laughs> and I didn't realize that Brian and Mahershala were voices in it. Yep, they sure were, and they were really good. Yeah, so the, those were the happy things that I saw. <laughs> then today, I went and uh, saw us, and you know, Jordan Peele just like I said, he needs counseling in Jesus. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand how you even sit down to write something like this. Like, what kind of mood? Like, I wonder what his playlist is when he writes, because you know, everybody who writes, you have certain music that you put on. Yeah. A certain kind of music. So, like, how? Like, what do you think he listened to when he wrote this? Mariah Carey. The, I'm about to Stop say, it! Can't. I to say the score to Psycho. No, that's Can't what. But I was just. Hush. I, I'm just fun, be silly because that's what Trick Daddy says he would write his lyrics to. That's what he would listen to when he would write. Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey? You yeah. lying? I'm telling the truth. Bitch, I love Mariah Carey. Or honey, Mariah Carey. What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to specifics? Well, yeah, is, it, is it white Mariah or black Mariah? That's what I'm asking. <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, my God. And you know what? So now I'm picturing Trick Daddy sitting here writing all his You Don't Know Now. <laughs> you don't know now. Right, you don't know now. You don't know now, nigga. You don't know now. Like doing the little Mariah Carey fingers. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god, that is the most hilarious thing I've heard uh, all together. Okay, what's up? Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> wow, that Jesus, is. Jesus, give me so, straight. Yeah, that movie was, man, I. Listen. Then it started messing with my head because then I got out the theater. And then I was like, you know, trying to back my car out in the parking spot, people looking at me. And I'm like, I will run you over. <laughs> Get out of my way. <laughs> I'm not having it. Then I went to the store to get some dog food, came out. A freaking mirror image of my car is literally parked right behind me. So when I so when I back up and look in the rearview mirror, I'm like looking at my car. <laughs> As every step you take, it's going like... Doo -doo -doo. Right? <laughs> and I was like, man, I got to go home. <laughs> and then you speed up and you over. And then the beat kick in. You, these movies were made for people like me. Like, they make these movies for people like me. Right. But it was really good. Lupita was freaking incredible. Like, give her all the things. Those kids, like, please get this some counseling because my God. I, they shouldn't have they should have to see or do those things that they did. I hope that if you are a child in um a horror picture, that counseling is built into your deal. <laughs> Well, now, I'm sure back in, you know, like the 80s and 90s, they didn't. What's the little girl in the, in the um, Exorcist? What's her name? Um, Lin, no, I don't watch that. Lin, Linda, Linda something? Lin, um, Sel, Linda Blair. Linda Blair. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Her, oh, the original Exorcist. Okay, yeah, yeah, Like, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, she did not have that on set, I'm, I bet. Like, I feel like, you know, that wasn't something that they felt was standard back then. Right. But I love the movie. It was it was good. I really do hope that there's like a sequel. I don't know. Did y'all talk about that? We did. I sort of hope it's not a sequel. Yeah. Like I hope they okay. leave That's it by itself. That's why one of my other friends was like, "No, we got everything in this. We don't need." Because <laughs> like that way, it'll be 
stand on its own and people can sort of debate it for, you know, now to eternity. I feel like what ruins a lot of really good horror movies, like Nightmare on Elm Street and Street and Psycho, for example, are when they try mm-hmm. to come back and revisit it and make new versions of it and stuff and see follow-ups and try to over-explain what you've already seen in the first movie. Yeah, okay, that makes sense, I guess. Um, yeah, I, and I, I'm hoping that the next Jordan Peele movie will, like, it won't be a sequel, but it will tie into this and get out and showing, like, the Peelverse, <laughs> like, the shared okay, universe that they no, all exist see, in. can now. <laughs> no. <laughs> then they all gonna get together in, like, an Avengers-type film. <laughs> right. Yeah. Be like Fight Club, they're just gonna fight it out. Right. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Latria, you had asked uh, before we started recording about Lupita Nyong'o's voice, like the voice she uses for her. Oh um, yes, my God! Yeah. So well, the the real Lupita, because clearly we know that that yeah that yeah. Was the tethered her. Right, it's the real her. The tethered her took her place. <laughs> Which, when I was coming home after, I was like, oh, that's why she was the only one that actually could talk, even though it was hard for her. Yeah. I was like, it was probably hard for her because for so many years she didn't talk because she was probably scared to death. Yep. She had nobody talking Living to Living down there with freaking zombies for like 30 years. Yep. Oh, poor so child. The- she was going through puberty. Lord Jesus. Oh, listen, That's why that voice was cracking. Right. She wouldn't even develop. <laughs> <laughs> the, um- That's also why Lupita was off beat. <laughs> Seriously, okay. that, is, that is why, yeah, that's why Man, she was snapping on beat. Listen, every time that trailer came on, and I'm like, you telling him to get on beat, Mama, <laughs> you not on beat. But that's why what those kids. It it's kind of funny, it? but the um, the tethered kids, well, the half tethered kids, they had more rhythm than the um, regular ones. Yep, that is true. I mean, well, not the regular; they're all half tethered. Sorry, now to think about it. Mm-hmm. But um, that's why the it's kind of like the tethered stole all the uh, the soul, all the rhythm. Yep. Yeah. But Brandon, go ahead about the voice. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, the condition that she based it on is um, spasmodic um, dysphonia, which, like like um, Kim was saying earlier, is, is usually triggered by trauma. Mm-hmm. And so she based it on um, her characterization on that voice. And so after she said this, because she could have not just said anything. Um, the National Spasmodic Dysphonia Association came back and said, we understand that hearing the unique sound caused by the symptoms of spasmodic dysphonia was the spark of inspiration for the voice of this character. What is difficult for us and for the thousands of people living with spasmodic dysphonia is this association to their voice with what might be considered haunting. They're basically saying that because oh. the character is evil, that it's like negative connotation. So they asked Lupita to apologize, no. and she did on the no, view. Literally went through a traumatic event. Wait, wait. Like it makes sense for her to it makes sense for her to do it. She actually went through a traumatic event, like in the movie. Mm-hmm. I so almost it's not like apologize. She, she was just like, oh hey, let's let's look up a voice, guys. Like, no, it, it literally tied into our character. It, it makes perfect sense to me. It does to me, too. And I almost feel like they did that for visibility reasons. Ex- oh, that, that's right, exactly what I wouldn't have known that, was that this organization existed or even the term for what she was doing. Yeah, that it was a so thing. So we, we know about y'all now. You're welcome. Visibility matters. Representation matters. You know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about, like, I understand why they felt like that. But at the same time, 
I don't think the, whoever the spokesperson was, whoever they were directed to, I don't think they saw the movie. But this is just like when people play disabled people in movies mm-hmm. and they have like a certain limp or a certain way they carry themselves. Like, is everybody going to come out and be like, oh my God, this is not representative of us? No, it does not happen. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I mean, it happens sometimes. But I'm just saying, like, it's part of, it makes sense with the, you're writing a character, you're writing you know, someone representing a person. So, of right. course, you're going to take on what you feel like that person will actually be like. Yeah. So, and I can see if, I mean, it just, but the fact that it fits in the movie, like, it doesn't make sense to get upset about it to me. If they just threw it in there without an actual, you know, anchor for it, then I could see, but not for this. All right. Oh, Lord. Um Steven from the Just Two of Us podcast, shout out to him. Uh, he shared a thing where there's this, um, a Halloween costume company already hard at work. No, listen. <laughs> Halloween yeah, is about to be triggering. No, they're the official um, uh, costumers uh, for it. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, Police? I would... Uh, Trick or Treat Studios. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, like, so everybody on Halloween going to be dressed like Suge Knight. <laughs> You don't want it with Deferon. <laughs> you don't want it with the Tevin. If you tired of motherfuckers dancing in your all the videos, come get with the Tevin. We all hold hands. <laughs> Somebody go chop and screw G to juice and be like, roll up, roll up to the Halloween party with them. Instead of Dre oh. Day, it'll be Tethered Day. Man, I'm not looking forward to Halloween because I already know. You know, folks gonna make their so kids dress up like that. They gonna be mad. In the, in the... We gonna have whole families out in them costumes. Mm. Did you? So did you get the? Um, I do want one of those thriller shirts now. I was I was actually hanging out uh, Friday night and somebody was wearing one. I was like, damn, that was. Funny. I can't. I done saw that documentary. I'm like, I'm sure they sold out at Target now. When you probably could have got one any day of the week, two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Sure could have because they were. Just get you a Hands Across America shirt. <laughs> Man, if I could find one. Man, and I was like, I remember these Hands Across America commercials <laughs> when I was little. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? It was a problem. Well, also, shout out to Elizabeth Moss. She, like, her tethered version, my God. Yeah. She did. She did good. So, you know, shout out to the, to the white people, too. Yeah. I, I did not know the guy... Um, the the what was her husband whatever his name but he was from Still the, don't. Who Tim is he? from Tim and Eric show, he was so good. Don't know that. Uh, okay, so the Tim and Eric show is a show on Cartoon Network. Well, well Adult Isn't that, Swim. Don't somebody have an afro or something? Mm-mm. I know who One you're talking about. Have... Eric Andre is what she. Yeah, yeah that's who you're Is there. that not him? Nah, not him. These are white, the white guy. Oh, oh, okay. Like yeah. I didn't recognize that was him because he's usually in always an over the top comedic role. So when oh. he was playing like. I thought it was like more like Emilio Estevez and I, or somebody like that, and I didn't recognize him. Is he Tim or Eric? Right. I think it's Tim. Tim H- Hedrick? Yeah. That was him. Yeah, that's him. Yep. I didn't. Look at Jordan making you uh, see people differently. He like Decker, him. my bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See people you in different light. Yep. Yeah, he was so good. Um, what did you think of uh, Mbaku? Uh, well, I was saying before you got here. Um, I like if his character had died, I would not have been sad. Wow. And that's mm. and that's no and it's nothing on him. I just like the character didn't really serve any real purpose to me. 
A lot of people felt uh, that But way. also, it was I was telling Brandon that every time he spoke, I just kept picturing Cliff Huxtable. <laughs> so every time he talked, I just kept seeing Bill Cosby in my head because he was giving you peak, like, just corny dad, mm-hmm. which it worked. Like, he was good at that, but it was just all of kind of like, yeah, okay, you're not really, like, necessary like the kids are. It's but what's funny to me is well like I, I and I see what you're saying. Well, I saw a mm-hmm. meme that said like him as a Baku. That's before you're married, and him <laughs> <us> <laughs> <is> <laughs> after. <laughs> but um, a lot of people like they don't they didn't care for his character. But I'm like, but they feel like he was useless. But I'm like, he took out two of them. What with a limp? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, he. I mean, he. But also, when Peter told his ass stay in the house, and what he do gonna go out? I mean, there he did mess up now. Acting <laughs> a fool. Instigate. You don't get to make the decisions anymore. <laughs> I didn't mean to no. cut you off, Latrice. I'm sorry. <laughs> Literally, I'm just like, listen to the women when we tell you not to do something. Literally, like I was in there, I like muffled with my hoodie. I was like, she told your ass not to go out there. <laughs> you know what that's reminding me of? Because <laughs> that's. What? Well, and Lupita wasn't that bad because, like, what was that? Uh, that it was a, a a movie with Denzel Washington where he was trying to save his child. John Q. John Q. And what's him call it? Cursed him out, gave him that uh, black. Kimberly, but Kimberly, Kimberly Lee gave him that black woman <laughs> curse out. Like, <laughs> like she was talking. What was she saying? She said something about you never do what you're supposed to say. You never do what you're supposed to do for the family. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and, you know, she she basically. <laughs> and I saw it. I remember I saw it with my uncle. He was just like, "That's what black women always do." <laughs> you don't get to make the decisions anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, one thing I did, like, I understand the need for humor, but that whole thing about the daughter driving in the car, that that like, that slowdown of all the danger. Yeah. That was a little much. Yeah. And he and then in that scene, he was he was like he was like you know she did take out two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you, you, you keeping score, dad? Listen, all in the was like, I mean, I got one. I was like, whoa, what are we doing? Like, why are we? <laughs> we're, we're really out here keeping score to why? see who gets to drive the car. Also, I was <laughs> shocked that, like, stuff started happening as soon as it did. Like, I was expecting it to be, like, a little bit more, and then we get to that point. I was like, oh, they already outside? Like, we just... <laughs> She's like, been damn, waiting. Just got back in the house. She's Red's been waiting 20 years. Look, you're gonna just you're gonna let her. <laughs> also, did anybody look up Jeremiah eleven eleven? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what does it say? I forgot what it was, but something about God putting a curse on people. That, okay, you know what? Let me close my Bible app. Nope, I'm not no. Like... <laughs> no, I'm good. Nope. Don't want it. So I gotta re-download my Bible app. Hold on. <laughs> it's gonna spin around. Let me go. Hold on. <laughs> I got it. Today's scripture uh, uh, will be read by Mr. Oh, Trim. it says, Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I'm going to bring calamity upon them, and they will not escape. Though they beg for mercy, I will not listen to their cries. Yep, that's what it was. So has the religious lot <laughs> said anything about this? Do we know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they probably wouldn't go see this anyway. You know, the, um, the Pat Robinsons of the world don't care that black people are going to support Jordan, so. You're right. right. White people, too, because I saw them. They were up in the movies. That's true, yeah. It's, it's, a little um, older couple out there in their 60s. Yep. 
It's already, I was like, y'all better give this black man your money. It's already past the $100 million at the domestic box office. Jordan Peele's one of, I think, a very few number of directors to do so with a movie that he wrote and directed himself. Mm. So this is the second time, right? Because the yep. Get Out do that too? Yep. Yeah, you know the weird thing to me is that um, my, my my problem one problem with us is the more you un, like uncover the hidden meanings and mm-hmm. this, this stuff um, and all the metaphors, the more plot holes you find in the story. See, I just don't feel like I'm that deep to even try to figure like anything out. I don't feel like it's plot holes so much as it is. And like in most horror movies, information that's withheld from the audience on purpose. So I'm can you sorry. give an example, Ken? Um, what you're thinking? A good example. Well, for number one, where was all the rabbit crap? Um, oh, like poop? Yeah, rabbit crap poop. Remember they were clean. Wow. Um, where did they get off? <laughs> where if they were wearing like if they were like where did they get the red outfits and all this stuff? Listen, what them says right? What them says like where are they sourcing all this stuff from? Well, somebody's wait, making wait, wait, all wait, them wait, outfits beforehand. Huh? Somebody's making all them outfits beforehand is all the same outfits as the people yeah, above but them, on the surface. Why they get them like, like my and I and I took the thing that they were living up the same lives as the people underneath the surface the whole mm-hmm. time, like as a metaphor. Mm-hmm. But it kind of right. breaks down the more you think about it. Um, that they're living the exact same lives. Also, they're she red, never thought to go. To, nobody know. ever thought to go up that door before. That door has been open. But, but the, oh. the thing well, was they were, is that they were dumb, though. I don't think none of them had. Mem- yeah, wait, 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 wait. Um, Ken, remember that it it was kind of it's kind of implied that there's something special yeah, about so special about, about her, Adelaide. Adelaide. Yeah, about Adelaide. There's something special yeah, about her. That's for the whole some key. reason. Like she, yeah, for, for some, some reason, reason her, her, te- her tethered had more of a autonomy about her to be able to do these things, and the rest yeah. didn't. Okay, which is why even though she instructs them to make these outfits, go up and kill your your double. And get in line. They all do exactly that, and they do nothing else. How did the boy control yeah. his tether? Because, but they're both half tethered. They're both half. See, that's where it starts getting a little bit. Wait, it's not a problem. Yeah. It is, but uh, like technically, the kid, the, all the I, kids are half tethered. Yeah, but it, but um, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon gave a, a good explanation for that before, right? Brandon, you were saying that um, because of the half tetheredness and also the special the specialness of Adelaide, perhaps she passed on that special nature onto the son. Yeah, like the idea son. that he can control his tether versus the tether. Like maybe they can both control each other. Really, is what it's about. Is right. that what you but, mean by but half tethered? What do you mean by half tethered? Because Adelaide had children, and so if he, if a tethered and an untethered have a child. The child will be half tethered, and but so all four children are half tethered. Oh, that's oh, cause she's cause yeah. she's yeah. real tethered. That's exactly. can we say zombie? Cause uh, tethered is like confusing. <laughs> she's, she's a zombie. Okay, got. Oh, I see half. Like, oh, okay, got. Gotcha. Yeah. So, and, and I they think mix. what happened. They mix. I I think that's why Jordan Peele probably put it in the movie. <laughs> I think that's why Jordan Peele in the movie put the scene where the two boys are in the closet, like, you know, sort of interacting, because I think that was the starting point for the, for Adelaide's son to realize that there's a, a this, there's a connection More between right. him and, yeah. More and so when boy. he was able to light that thing, he was like, oh, hell no, something, like, it's a trap, like, yeah. happened, because he knew that and, boy was close. And then he and then he fully took advantage of the connection when he got out of the car and then made the other guy, the other boy, copy what he was doing. So he would walk back. Yeah, into the that's fire. what at first I was like. What, I was like, oh, is he doing that? I was like, oh, smart little dude. But then she got him, and I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that was smart for him to walk backwards. There's so. some other things, but I just can't get in, think about remember them right now. 
But, yeah, but but yeah, I I see what you're saying. Like the Brenna, what what did you think was about the what's up with the red jumpsuits? What's going on there? What's... Nothing else. I mean, other than no, where they get them from? <laughs> they were already yeah. making them cl- the rest of the clothes someplace. Like, just make these instead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to I... know where they got the, like how where did you get the scissors? Like how did the you, scissors, how... the jumpsuits? Who, who went and got it? Okay. Yeah, what's the one handed on glove so they can be like Mike. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. understand the glove. Michael Jackson. Yeah, it was but just a thriller was... reference. A Michael Jackson oh, thriller. See, see, I'm t- see, too deep for me. I, I, I mean, the whole. No, really. Because <laughs> think about it too. Um, Adelaide was wearing a thriller, the, the thriller shirt. Mm-hmm. Right. It's every a lot of things that happened um, in the adults, like in the the present, in that mm-hmm. that whole event, were references to what Adelaide saw just before she went into the funnels of mirrors. Mm-hmm. So the thriller, the thriller shirt with all the Michael Jackson references. The oh, so is that American. why the jumpsuit was red? Yes, because it's red jacket. Yeah. Red. Then you have then you have the hands across, hands America, across America, America thing. Yep. So yeah, they're all they're all supposed to make you remember the last things that Adelaide saw before she went through the the funhouse. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. The funhouse. Yep. But where the scissors come from, though? That I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, Office Depot. Do the tunnels run all <laughs> over, underneath the whole United States? I don't know, but you know what that escalator made me re- think of that escalator when you come out the movies at Atlantic Station. And I was like, I won't be going down those. I'll be taking the stairs. <laughs> well, I mean, and yeah, I mean, it was even referenced in the beginning of the movie. I was movie. like, did they film that yeah, here? Because that is exactly how it looks when you come down that escalator. Where the heck did they film this? They probably filmed it in California on location, right? Yeah. Oh. Um, mm. But in the cap. But then the caption in the beginning of the movie said so. I mean, it said that there are a lot of underground tunnels that aren't being used. Yes, and, which you know, creeped me out even more. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the movie's just yeah. So the movie's just trying to say the movie's trying to say that fictionally they're all somehow linked. I mean, they probably well, aren't. You know, we do have doppelgangers in real life. Like I had one that was in middle and high school with me. What? So did I. And we like of no relation, but we look like we could be sisters. Yep. No lie. Like, people, like, I would get mistaken for her by teachers. Like, I almost got in trouble one time because a teacher thought I was, like, trying to cut class. And I was like, I, I don't even go here. Like, like, girl. like, I have a hall pass. What, who? I'm not her. My mm. name is such and such. Oh, my bad. I have two, and they're both famous. One is J-Live. The other one is that one guy from the backwoods. The, um, Wait, who is J? Who, who spell that? J Live, J dash L I V E. He is a J-Live. producer and rapper. Stop. <laughs> J-Live. We look exactly huh. alike. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, like for real. The picture that came up on on Wikipedia is like the exact face you made. the glasses. Oh my god! <laughs> This is some scary shit. Wow. <laughs> I mean, y'all are... are you I, it's, it's, it's not Ollie? exact, no, I, but... I, it's I, close I, enough. Yeah. <laughs> but you I'm always the, showing Brandon... New York hat on? Yes. Wow. That picture there, yeah. But I'm always That's showing Brandon, Brandon like his doppelgangers. Brandon, you make that face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so this is what Brandon would look like if he had dreads. I mean... <laughs> yeah. you still... My doppelganger is Emmanuel Lewis. It is not. Okay. <laughs> That's my tether. My tether is a man. We don't wish Pastor Ken would be in the movie. No, I cannot unsee that. Thanks, what? Ken. Ken, shut up. Wow. Who would be my character well, in Trudy? Well, mine isn't famous, so I ain't going to say who she is. Okay. Don't put her out there. Yeah. She's just somebody from my hometown. 
Mm-hmm. Mine isn't famous either. It's just someone my mom mistook me for one time at school. Okay, listen, Ali, was, mine did too. And my mom was a teacher at the school. And I was like, how do you get your own daughter mixed up? I just... <laughs> like, I, just, I feel some type of way. That, that, I that, feel some type of way that you didn't know that wasn't me. I will listen, say that... The, um, the, ride, <laughs> the ride home was very, very quiet. I'll say that. <laughs> right? right? Who's the dude who plays Paperboy? About um, Brian, Brian Tyree Henry. Tyree Henry. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think yeah, this must yeah. be an animal. Not. I don't <laughs> think we we make a lot of the same faces, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I do make the okay. same faces. All right, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You need to get you some glasses, Ken, to really like. To he, he had glasses. He, he, he always wears contacts. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um. Okay. You got to have people asking for your autograph. That was, uh, <laughs> Right. I mean, shoot, okay, okay, Stefan. <laughs> wow, wow. Got it. You know, I'm still getting through family matters. <laughs> Which, my God, Steve Urkel, problematic. Yep. Um, From like the first episode, I was like, I am uncomfortable. Yeah. That's... Hi, Laura. These are oh, for you. Wow. My... Are you wearing a bra? Yeah, oh, that would never God. fly. That would never fly on modern, like modern TV oh. now. Nope. And it was never. funny because, like, right when I started rewatching it, I I happened upon a tweet from somebody that was like, "Have we not talked about how problematic Steve Urkel is?" And I was like, "Oh my God, is everybody rewatching this on Hulu?" Probably, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I know, right? Any any other um, movies or shows, Latria? Um, no, that's it. Okay, so I'm also Ali. I'm sorry, I'm behind on American Gods. So. Oh, you are. <laughs> Today we'll make three episodes behind, so oh, wow. I I gotta I'm, get on the good foot. I'm two episodes behind. All right, I. Oh wait, I'm sorry. One thing, because uh, I was texting Kenya. Said, I'm sorry, Brandon. No, it's okay. Go ahead. What is it? I oh Ali, I did see Joffrey's wedding yesterday on. Uh, oh, you did. And wait, I also oh, that's what you are. I texted Ken. And I was like, "This is my favorite episode." <laughs> It's everybody's. everybody's I was like, celebrate good times. Come on. People were so happy. They were just like, oh, I I, I jumped up and started doing a cha-cha slide in my room. No lie. (laughs) But you know what? You know what? I I was so excited. Something I didn't catch about that episode. Besides Joffrey, he needed to die. They made you really want be cheer for him. Like they really, Ooh. they showed you the worst of King Joffrey. Yeah. Not Joffrey, God. Joffrey Jeffers, but King Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm just, I was just cl- clarifying. But um, yeah, but that's when a, um, a, Cersei oh was God, talking you. to Brienne of Tarth, and she was like, mm-hmm. "Do you love my brother?" I mean, do you love uh, Jamie? And she's like, oh, "I yeah, love Cersei. him like oh, a brother." Yeah, that was I didn't catch the joke at first. Oh, wait, what did she say? What did she say? Brienne uh, replied to Cersei that I love him like a brother. Oh, I oh, didn't yeah. catch that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, any, any reference, every, every reference to siblings and love in this show is always an inside joke. And can we talk about how her brother raped her, like, in front of her dead, their like, dead son's body? I was like, oh, right? this is Ray. He's right there. He's right there. His corpse is right there. What are you doing? Listen, and she was clutching that cloth. I said, oh, my God, if he falls on top of them, my God. <laughs> also, also, that, remember, um, Ken, I don't, remember, I don't know if you remember, but that brought a lot of controversy online the very next day. Oh, really? When, the sh- when it about aired online. Yes, because people thought that that was, that was clearly rape. That's what they were saying, and they were very people were very pissed about that because that was they felt but it's like not off character. character for him though. 
they felt like the character was on an up and up. And then for him to do something like that is just, is just no, so... he wasn't. He, he can't be redeemed. I'm sorry. I don't care. You don't think he can be redeemed? No. Nah. I, I mean, I, so... He's I mean, a Lannister. But can I talk about how much I love Tywin? I know I should hate him. I, oh, I love Tywin, Ooh, I too. I love that old man. Like, I love him. Wait a minute, Tywin? The old man? Yes. Yeah. Oh, they're going to make you hate him later. Damn it. He's yeah. so I evil, wish you, he's like, we he's so straight-faced about it. Like, I just, ugh. Like, everybody Ooh. else is, like, overboard and, like, not as measured as he is, I guess. You also see where all the children get their personalities from. They're, he's the combination of all of them, but in the right amounts. Mm-hmm. To okay. get the best, the, to get the to get the best kind of leader, war leader. Yeah, and where did this other little boy come from? I showed because I was this like, who? I was him, and I was like, who's about to be king now? Yeah, his his and younger then him, brother. I was like, where who where you been? They changed the actor. Um, uh, he was younger, right? Yeah. So the okay. the Tommen you see in the first episode is right. not the Tommen you see that's going to become become king. They changed okay. the actor. Okay, because I was like. Shouldn't he be like three years old or something? <laughs> yeah, they aged him. They, I, I guess the next actor they got is taller. So yeah, they should have just gotten the same actor because it'll it'll look even better when he's like a short little kid and he has a crown on his head. It look <laughs> to me. But I do good. like in the beginning of the episode, I was like, oh my god, is Sansa gonna get any fight in her? But then like at the end of it, I was like, oh shit, girl, you better run. And then when she did ran, I was like, oh hell. <laughs> I was like, she just, she can't win for losing at this point, girl. Just jump in the ocean. Like, <laughs> I was like, my God. She's, she's sad. She's, she's still there. I'm gawking. I'm like, one crazy you to the, <laughs> just, the guy's choking and you're, you're gawking. Like, what should I do? What you should, you should run. <laughs> yeah, but now she captured all over again. I was like, oh, well. Okay. Uh, order the frying pan and into the fire. <laughs> mm. I know, right? Okay, that's sorry, Brandon. That's it for real. <laughs> I'm done. Mm. But yeah, uh, what else? I can't wait till you catch up further because I was going to, but then I was like, you know what? Every time I watch the show, it's always when I gotta eat, and I was like, okay, I gotta pause this, which clearly I only got like what about a week and a half. Yeah, I'm, Jeffrey's, I'm Jeffrey's not gonna be wedding. done. Is Jeffrey's wedding a season finale? No, it was the second episode. Of oh. season four. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Oof, the ending of season four. Ooh. Oh. I know. I'm gonna try to like really put a dent into it this week. Cause yeah, because you have you have what two more seasons after this? No. Five, three five more. six and seven. Sorry, three more. Five, six, and seven. Okay. Yeah. I know it's so much. Good luck. <laughs> I was like, I was really be like, okay, I'm gonna be up to like one o'clock watching this, and by like the middle of the third episode, I said I can't take anymore. I guess <laughs> it was too much. Okay. okay, we're done for real. All right, sorry, I slept the wake I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. Brandon's like, I'm gonna cut all this shit out anyway. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna cut it out. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon's like, old. Brandon's like. So the truth, Brandon's like nudging Ken. Okay, kill it, kill it. We're done. No, I got. I, 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 I'm the only person on the planet who has not seen this program. So I got up and went to the, um to take care of business and stuff while y'all are talking. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, I got. I was talking about something I did not enjoy though. So, well, first thing I did enjoy. Um, after seeing Shazam, I really wanted to see all of my um, Ambling classics over again. I didn't get a chance to watch anything more than Back to the Future Part One, unfortunately. That's a good start. 
Uh, I know I was talking to Ali earlier this week. He doesn't care for those movies that much because they How many did they make? Three? Three. Okay. They they made one in 85, then two and three they shot back-to-back in 89, um, and three came out in um, 90. Uh, At my university, they had the screenplay for all three. Well, there's only two screenplays. There's one screenplay for one and a big 300-page one for two and three because they made them at the exact same time. Oh, yeah, like okay. yeah, like it, there's no break in, oh, <laughs> in the screenplay. They just edited a break into it when they made them. Uh, but yeah, Back to the Future is such a good damn movie. And the mm-hmm. funny thing is, even though it has a sci-fi type premise, it's not really a sci-fi movie. It's more of a fish out of water comedy and also sort of a dramedy about breaking cycles. And just oh. it has this amazing sense of like character and world building that very few movies really get to have. Um, mm. t- two and three are, you know, diminishing returns to be quite honest, but I yeah. still <laughs> enjoy them. <laughs> what's the guy that plays the older guy? What's his name in real life? The actor? Well, his father, Chris like Glover? The pl- no, that plays a scientist. Oh, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember what his name was. Marty! gigawatts I love Christopher Lloyd has Christopher Lloyd aged since then yeah he has but he does he's still like he's the same age as um Oh hell, I don't. Morgan Freeman. Probably. Yeah, like <laughs> no. like he looks the way now the that they made him up to the like Doc Brown back in the eighties. <laughs> he looks that way naturally now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, <laughs> he used to look like that. That's makeup. So basically, he's doing cosplay, is what you're saying, right? <laughs> yeah, Jesus has decided he's going to do cosplay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so on the other end, unfortunately, this morning I saw um, Tim Burton's new remake of Dumbo. Ugh. All right, strap in, kids. This is not going to be a good conversation. Um, as a letter grade, it's on that B minus C plus cusp. That's um, still good. Mm-hmm. For, <laughs> like I would have expected you to be like D or F or something. Nah, it's not that bad. It's it's very lackluster and dry up until the third act. <laughs> wow. Like, I'm not shocked. I am kind of shocked because it's like. How did you not see that on the trailer? Because it's a trailer. <laughs> who, who, asked, well, who asked for this like remake of Dumbo? Well, who? you know how Disney is doing. They're remaking every single last animated film they've ever Are made. They about, like, they're seriously going to do... So we're going to get Snow White too? Probably at some point. Hunchback? Cinderella? Definitely. Cinderella, they already did. With um, Anne Hathaway in 2015. It was a hit. It was? Mm-hmm. It was called Cinderella? It was called Cinderella. And Disney did it? And Disney did it. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Uh, they'll, they'll wait on Frozen, I'm sure. They're doing Frozen Part 2 animated this year. Um, I know Lady and the Tramp is coming to Disney+, Plus, as is The Sword and the Stone. I Isn't there a Little Mermaid supposed to be coming out, too? Um, Universal is making their own. I think Disney sort of kind of came in and shut them down, and they're going to do it themselves. Wait, how can they years. do that? That's not, their, that's not their story. It's not their story, oh, but... 
it's a different version though. It's, it's like the, yeah, because it, it's public domain because yeah. anybody can make it. But I'm sure like somebody came in strong armed and bought them off of it because they did that too. Um, I found out that's why what's her, what's her Harry Potter is in um was in Beauty and the Beast. Emma Emma Watson, yeah, uh-huh. because Warner Brothers was going to make their own version and she was attached to Star. Somebody from Disney came in. Put a lot of money on the table and said it's ours, and they made it instead. <laughs> but don't. But does this? Okay, does Disney not own all of these? No, like, they don't own any of them except Lady uh, and the Tramp. Lady and the Tramp is an original uh, story. Yeah, Disney yeah, makes these, made their money off of the backs of public domain right uh, right products. That's why you like when you go in the dollar oh. store, you always see like those cheap knockoff versions of their stories. Mm-hmm. That's why because Good time why? video, yeah, like anything oh. that um. If, if if it was a uh, Hans Christian Anderson or uh, the Brothers Grimm, Brothers Grimm, the Brothers Grimm, right? Yep. Uh huh. Yeah, we could we could go today and get an iPhone and make our own version of Snow White if we wanted to. Right. So like Sony could make Lion King if they wanted to. No, Lion King is no. is there. No. That, oh, okay. It's one of the few. But like they could do like Little Mermaid. Yes, they could. Or- Oh. The, I think the original Disney ones are it's Lady and the Tramp because they bought a book, but it's only for the Tramp part. Lady is their own creation. Uh, mm. Lady and the Tramp, Lion King, uh, Emperor's New Groove, Atlantis: yeah. The Lost Empire, mm-hmm. and then there's more as you come forward. But yeah. you know things like oh. Tangled and Frozen, of course, based on Rapunzel and the Snow Queen, mm-hmm. just you know heavily like updated. Right, because I did see something about the Snow Queen somewhere, like on demand, and I was like, "Wait, isn't this is this Frozen?" Like, <laughs> what? I was so confused. And I was like, "Why is there so?" So it's interesting that Latria, you're bringing that up because it just goes to show you how good Disney was at sort of indoctrinating. Man, Disney is like, <laughs> yeah, that's how like good. The more Disney- you learn about the business, like. The more evil, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you grew up. You grew up thinking, "Oh, this must wow. be a Disney original movie. This is a, a original thought from Disney." No, no, they're yeah. no, they're not. But, These and, are then, all and now I'm mad about the whole thing. We're putting this movie in the vault. You won't be able to get it for another ten years, and that making everybody go and buy it when anybody else could have just remade the movie. But they're going to stop doing that now. With Disney wow. Plus comes along, it's going to have everything. <clears throat> right. I know, but I'm just saying, yeah, like, yeah. they just, the way they acted, like, it was their movie to lock up and mm-hmm. nobody could watch it. <laughs> it really wasn't. Yeah. Like, it was, that was wow. their only sustainable, like, movie income for a while when they were struggling to make new stuff. Hmm. Was to put I those out no. in the theaters. Uh, but yeah, so Dumbo doesn't work mostly because, and I hate to say this, um, the children are the leads, and the children cannot act. Oh. Um, Yikes. Nico Parker, who is Thandie Newton's daughter, mm-hmm. is the ostensible, like, human lead of this movie. And this child cannot act. I don't know if it's the fact that she can't act or if Tim Burton, you know, wanted her to act in a Tim Burton weird sort of disaffected way. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the aesthetic of the movie doesn't really match that for most of it. So... It's her, um, um, Nico Parker, and who's playing her little brother? Uh, Finley Hobbins. This is their first movie that they've ever done. Mm-hmm. Man, that's and, a shame when Tandy Newton is your mama. Yeah, I was like, I, I, <laughs> you can't ask. I thought about she called her Child Protective Services because, like, clearly this child is not being raised properly. If she, her mama is Tandy Newton, she can't act. She got her mother's color, but not her, her uh, creative talents. Yep. And Dang, also, they, really, they really whitewashed her in this movie because I didn't realize that that. Well, well, to be fair, in the movie, like, because, you know, it's Disney. The mom's dead. 
So, but they pan past the picture of the mama on the um. Well, her painting is on like the side of the the, the circus car, but also they show you a photograph of her. She's clearly black, like light skinned but oh, okay. black. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the movie is set in 1919, and they live mm-hmm. in the South. So I have questions. Mm. <laughs> but it's amazing how black she looks for her to really be a quarter. Is she is she a quarter? Dan- Dandy is half black, so she'd be a quarter. Her daddy's white. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, well, she's she not. Didn't she didn't turn out like Victoria Rowell's daughter, who came out blonde hair, blue eyes. Hmm. Yeah. Like, she all the way white. So I saw somebody on, the, on Facebook said the ancestor said, um, "We gonna we gonna make sure y'all know this one black." Right. <laughs> but yeah, she can't like her performance. She's like, "Hello, Dumbo. Welcome, Dumbo. You're flying." Like. <laughs> Little girl, there is a flying elephant in front of you. Can we get a little more emotion, please? And a little well, boy, too. She's no fake I mean, Herman. to her credit, was she's there no actually something for her to marvel at, though? It's a flying elephant, Latrina. But she didn't but, see it. it I mean, was it not, like, green screen? It was green screen, yes, but you have so to... It might have been hard for her. You know, she's young. It was probably hard for her to actually realize what she was supposed to be looking at. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to help the little girl out. Like, like, listen, so Ken is <laughs> quoting Faith Herbert from Shazam, who had to do the same thing, is a lot younger than Nico Parker, and did way better interacting with things that were Okay, not no, but first of all, she has had how many seasons of This Is Us to... Uh, That's true, okay. Get her acting chop. Come on. She's been ready to talk. Come on. You know who her daddy is. Come right. on now. But she yeah. Got, she had practice. She did have practice. <laughs> um... Her daddy came to her premiere on um the other day. It was Who's very nice. Uh, oh, her TV daddy, Sterling K. Brown. Oh. Yeah. Aww. Yep. That's sweet. We'll talk about it after the thing, but them children think they slick. We'll talk about why. <laughs> At the premiere, they thought they were slick. We talk about why after y'all see the movie, I'll see the movie, and we can talk spoilers. I, yeah, I might try to go see it this week. Yeah. I'm going to go see it again. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, Um. Dumbo basically is half a remake of the first one and its sequel. Sort of kind because of, Dumbo the original is only sixty minutes long, with four minutes of commer- of um not commercial uh credits at the beginning. It's a very short story for those who haven't seen it. An elephant fought, was born, a baby elephant has big ears. Um, his his mama tries to protect him from like people making fun of him. They call her mad elephant, throw her in a cage. Uh, the baby elephant learns that he can fly thanks to some um nigger crows, and Timothy the mouse. And he becomes the star attraction of the circus and gets his mom out of captivity into their own private little car. Um, and that's that's the movie. That's the whole movie. This one basically takes that story and that's just the first, like, the first act of this story. Like, the idea of that the baby elephant has big ears, make fun of him. He figures out he can fly. It turns out that, you know, the flying elephant gets in the, new, in the newspaper, but they sell his mom to a different circus because... Uh, before they find out he can fly. And so he wants to find his mom, basically. And the kid, two kids want to help him find the mom, but they really can't do anything. They're children. And Michael Keaton, praise God, shows up at about the 50-minute mark. He runs a Coney Island like um, fantasy fair, basically, like a static sort of circus with like an amusement park attached to it. Mm-hmm. And he wants to buy Dan DeVito's circus master. He wants to buy the circus so he can get the elephant. So he buys the circus and then fires everybody to keep the elephant, except for Danny Newton's daughter, her brother, and Colin, Colin Farrell, who plays their dad, who are the elephant's trainers. And he wants his star acrobat to learn how to fly on the elephant for their act. But because 
miswritten movies can't pass but coincidence. They are happening by other animals for their um their like dark spooky Halloween ride, and one of them happens to be Dumbo's mom. And when Dumbo goes to see his mom instead of going to the act, Michael Keaton turns into a cartoon. It's a snotty whiplash and says, "We're gonna sell the elephant and have it killed." And so come the third act is basically how do we break out Dumbo and Mrs. Jumbo and get them back to um to India or whatever. And that's basically what it is. Um, it's pretty much routine. Michael Keaton does his very best to try to play this cartoon villain in the like. It's sort of kind of like a, a a really unhinged version of his Ray Kroc from The Founder a couple of years ago. I saw a lot of people say he's basically playing Walt Disney because <laughs> he's you know <laughs> buying this original idea for somebody and trying to turn it into this like big oversold thing and like taking away the soul of it. I can sort of see that, but this movie is not that smart to get that, really. Tim Burton seems kind of bored with this. Like, the first half of when they're on, like, the regular circus and going through the South, like, it's not very well detailed, I guess, on purpose. Like, it's just sort of kind of flat. You can see that they've green-screened in, like, the um, the sky and the background and stuff. Like, there's one scene where Mike, uh, Michael Keaton and Dan DeVito, when he first comes to see the circus, are talking. And it looks like that scene in um, Tyler Perry's um, Acrimony, where they're in front of the pier that's not actually a pier. Like, it's that bad of a green screen at that, at that moment. So I was like, this is a $170 million production. Why does it look like this? But once mm-hmm. they get to New York and to um, Michael Keaton's dreamland... That's when the Tim Burton part takes over because it's done this really, really stylized art deco full of, you know, secretaries like sitting six in a row who do the same motion at the same time. You can tell this is what he wanted to do with this thing. And they should just let him do this part and just say, just watch the first one for like um, the first part of it. But it just doesn't work because the children are in damn near every scene and they cannot act. If you had recast these children, the movie would actually be halfway decent. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's only so much elephant they can show because, you know, it, it's fucking expensive to have a CGI elephant running around and flying around. And they also, they do like what Wonder Woman did in that third act where, like, the, so the third act, the children have to fly the elephant to the um to the boat to go back to India. I know I'm spoiling the movie. I don't want y'all to see it. That's why I'm spoiling it. Um, and the way mm-hmm. they shoot the elephant flying through New York City is you see low shot of the elephant flying with the kids on it. Then it, like, medium close-up of Danny Newton's daughter and her little brother on the elephant, which you can barely see the elephant. It might as well be an animatronic. Where is the medium shot of them flying on the elephant so you can see the elephant and the children in the frame nice and clean as she turns to her little brother and smiles and says, I'm flying a fucking elephant. Like, these are easy, basic things to do in making a movie like this, and they are not done. The movie's like, the editing's loose when it don't need to be loose. It's tight when it don't need to be tight. I just feel like Tim Burton just wanted to check. Like, it, his heart is not in this. And Dumbo was all about heart if you're going to make Dumbo. Right. Yes, I, I didn't like it. I wouldn't take your children. It's too long anyway for this type of movie, really. For you, like, small mm-hmm. kids, it's damn near two hours. Hmm. And they also misuse all the songs from the original. Um... The Casey Jr. song opens the movie, but only as a Danny Elfman instrumental part. And then Dan DeVito sort of hums the lyrics every now and then to himself. They never actually come out, Casey Jr.'s coming down the track. Um, The baby mind scene from the original Dumbo is truncated very much. 
Like, he does go out to see his mom. They do touch trunks or whatever. Meanwhile, like, it's a, um, the white lady who's the mermaid is sort of kind of over by the fire playing on her ukulele baby mind and singing it. And they only do, like, half the verse. Uh, what's the, the Pink Elephants on Parade is part of the Dreamland exhibit. Dumbo watches the pink elephants. Like, they're basically ladies blowing bubbles, and Dumbo imagines that they're actually pink elephants. That one's probably the best done of the songs, quote-unquote. And because Tim Burton could not help his motherfucking self, when they first arrive at Dreamland, they're, they're like, part of a procession, like a parade. And at the back of the parade is an um, all-black jazz band. And guess what song they're playing? I beat oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I beat her see about everything when I see an elephant fly. <laughs> what? They aren't singing the lyrics, mind you. They give the lyrics to the um, the ringmaster when he's introducing the act. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also says, let's get ready for Dumbo, which I'm sure cost him a lot of money to license that. Wow. But yeah, um, Tim Burton couldn't help himself putting that goddamn crow song in there with a black band um, playing the instruments. <laughs> Did you see, like somebody brought up, I, I think I read it either yesterday or earlier today. So I think it was yesterday on Twitter, somebody brought up about something that he said that was racist like years ago. Yes. He basically said that he does. He wasn't a fan of what he considered to be, quote unquote, forced diversity because people asked him why there aren't more people of color in his films. He's like, right. he, he says, if it doesn't call for it, he doesn't think there should be there. Because he watched the Brady Bunch growing up and got offended when they added black and Asian children to the Brady Bunch's um Recurring character friend cast. Not like they moved into the goddamn house. They did live in L.A. I mean, I mean they don't have I, I other friends who are not white if they live in L.A. Um, mm. But yeah, so like, so in this movie, there's only one and a quarter black people anyways. Um, Daniel's daughter and, <laughs> and, the, um, and, quarter. <laughs> and the strong man um, of the circus. Mm. Who also doubles, he also doubles as the uh, secretary, so you know they try to make him see like he has a brain. I don't. Mm. It's so sad when people you like you actually like to say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it really is. Cause I like, mean, it's not forced diversity. It's it's what the world actually looks. It's like. a reflection of yeah. It's like life. no, it's forced exclusivity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's like. The funny thing is that Tim Burton, somebody, all his movies are about how the suburbs are scary. All his movies he made himself. That he's not adapting mm-hmm. other stuff about it. how the suburbs are scary. We don't know what's actually out there. Because that's where he grew up. I guess that's what affects his whole like all-white mentality. But one way to break up the suburbs and show how the suburbs are scary is to show how all-white they are and to bring in people of color into them. Mm-hmm. Like, right. was a, another podcast I listened to sort of kind of surmised that after he tried to get Billy D. Williams to play Harvey Dent in Two-Face in the Batman movies and it didn't work. Oh. After that, he just stopped casting black people. And Marlon Wayans, he wanted to play Robin. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, like he just stopped cast, trying to cast black people, basically. Wow, after two? After two. Well, Mark, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why he said it doesn't work because he was trying to... He Oh, shucks. No. Yeah. But yeah, I I just the whole time like the trio was was like text me like Brandon walk out. I, I, right. I was like, please just leave because he I was like he's not even paying attention at the movie at this point. He's just telling, literally giving us the run. Down. It's so routine. I didn't need to pay attention to it. It was an outline. 
But, but you like, know what? I should have known because, like, they, I got an email for like a screener mm-hmm. to go to the screener, like, literally the day of. And I was like, this is really late. I should have known that meant that it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's at um, 55% of Rotten Tomatoes right like, now. Man, and that's no about thing. where it's going to be. And it underperformed this weekend. It only, it only, quote unquote, made $45 million in America. It's supposed to make like 50 or more. Didn't, and it cost like 150 to make, oh, right? 170. Whoa. I mean, it's a Talk flying, it. it's a flying elephant. <laughs> People was like, it shouldn't cost that much. It's a goddamn flying elephant. <laughs> it's gonna cost a pretty penny to make Ugh. sure the elephant is in the scene. So, what other movies has uh, Disney already made now that where they're basically doing live action versions of their um, cartoon properties? What what other ones are out there? I'm just trying the to Lion King. No, I mean that have been released so far. They've been released oh. so far. 101 Dalmatians, 102 Dalmatians. Oh, well, that works. You know, um, dog. Uh, Let's see, Cinderella, Cinderella, Maleficent. Oh yeah, the Maleficent two is coming out. Maleficent two is coming out. Whatever. Um, Beauty and the Beast, The Jungle Book. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was so good. Are there any? Did they strong arm that one too? Because don't you remember somebody else was doing their version of the Jungle Book and it went nowhere? It wasn't strong arm so much as that. That that they put it Mowgli, Warner Brothers, but they sold it to Netflix. So what was more so that. They probably started doing theirs at the same time that they heard Andy Serkis was going to start doing his, and his got pushed back for years mm-hmm. before Warner Brothers said, fuck it, and so did the Netflix. And Netflix put it out at the end of last year. Um, I think that's all the ones that have been released already. Okay. Hmm. And, of course, you know, this year we get Aladdin, we get Lion King, we wow. get um, Maleficent 2. I saw that Yay. trailer again in front of this movie for Aladdin. That goddamn auto tune. <laughs> I don't think I've actually watched watched the trailer. To be honest, I think I suck. I need to look it up and just uh, actually know. watch it. <laughs> I think that's one that, like Brandon, you just need to like go to um, mm-hmm. Studio Movie Grill so you can like get a drink while you're watching it. Cause you're probably gonna need you're gonna need, I need some alcohol. <laughs> I can't wait. Like, Cause you're probably gonna be, gonna be, gonna be shouting over this, the CGI and Will Smith and his rap singing that you know. Every time happen. that boy opens his mouth, he's gonna be like, <sighs> <laughs> Brandon. He gonna like he gonna break the button trying to press it so he can get another drink. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are sick. Y'all crazy. Can you bring me two rounds of this, please? Thank you. <laughs> Gonna be like every five minutes, come back around. Entendre. Every- <laughs> Make me a double entendre. <laughs> oh, Lord, um, that's it for me. That's just those things. Um, and Riverdale, which is actually got actually Riverdale is actually getting better finally. Um, after the um, what musical does week mean to you, Brandon. What happened? What does better mean for you? Well, this week they um. <laughs> what is your definition? They had um Jughead and his gang trying to stop um some um drug dealers in Riverdale, and they had a goddamn hall scene from um, Netflix's Daredevil. Oh wow! Of the Archies fighting on multiple levels of a, a broke down apartment building, all these gang members coming out of the doors like Double Dragon. I was like, what what program is this? Not like Double Dragon. <laughs> yes, like Double Dragon. <laughs> or like um The Simpsons <laughs> arcade game where they just open the door, but people just start filing out. <laughs> you gotta beat them up. <laughs> oh Lord. Chill shock. <laughs> but yeah, because it was struggling for a while, uh, Riverdale. Like 
They have too many episodes per season. They should really just, you know, be doing half seasons and have a whole different plots every 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. But they're not doing mm-hmm. that. And so, like, this episode we got, we're getting now should have came out sometime last, like, late last year. But hmm, That makes sense. Like, kind of like how they split up Sabrina. Yeah. Yeah, they should really be splitting these Which, in half. oh my God, we got, like, just a few weeks till that comes back. Yep. A few days. And I think I it comes like, out the 5th. Yeah, it comes out the 5th, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's next next it's, Friday. No, it's, it's Friday, Friday. Friday, Friday. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got to. It's too much good stuff coming out in April. It's April. Right? It's April showering quality entertainment. Yep. If you got, you got, Dang. well, I'm sorry. I'm no longer excited for um, jo- uh, the, uh, what's it called? Twilight Zone. Hosted yeah. by Jordan Peele, yeah. which basically Jordan Peele is only Jordan Peele is basically doing. I'm ho- I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm basically I'm a singer or a rapper and I'm hosting the club tonight. <laughs> uh-huh. but so you're gonna pay more to get into the right? club and it's still producing. gonna suck just because he's there. Nas presents <laughs> QB's finest. Yeah, because he's not actually writing or producing any of it. Oh, I or thought he was. Nope, he's I, the EP. Yeah, so he's basically oh. putting his name on it just to. Oh. Yeah. Um, what else? But that's all, isn't that on CBS All Access? It sure is. Yeah, and it will stay. Yeah, well, see. It'll, all, <laughs> it'll stay on CBS All Access. It, I mean, but it's I'm so saying, funny that it's on... Ain't nobody pay for CBS. <laughs> <laughs> this is not your but favorite. Tria, you love CBS. <laughs> yeah, because I got... it's a, It come on my cable, but I'm not going to pay for an extra, <laughs> wait, for an extra app for it. Yeah. It's yeah. funny because... That, that's over the air. You said it yourself, Brandon. CBS is over the air. Sure is, but I feel like if I have a cable subscription, I should be able to have like free access to that. App. Like, why should I have to pay for that too? Or at least a discount. Yeah. You know so what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, ain't nobody doing all that. But, um, I could see if I didn't have cable. Because I heard that that, that Star Trek um, um, series is really good, actually. I know, and that's the only thing. Like, I would want to see that because I like Star Trek, yeah. but no, I, know I pay I for too much. And Netflix just told me they're going up in like a few weeks, two more dollars. So, yeah, like I am. I done had it with everybody. <laughs> and I'm going to have to buy Disney when it come out. Like, duh. So. <laughs> right. Put me on yeah. your plan. Lord. <laughs> right. All right. Um, um, but I'm just going to say, what, what all is coming out in April now? Uh, uh, Shazam. Uh, Sabrina season two. Game of Thrones um, final uh, season. Avengers Endgame. Little. Yeah. Um, Hellboy if you're oh, so inclined. Yeah. Pet Cemetery if you're so inclined. Uh, little is the twelfth, right? Little is the twelfth. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing a pet cemetery. No, nope. I can't even sit right with my feet hanging off the bed today. So. <laughs> right. The tree of the When I saw that scene with the little, that little girl had that scalpel, I turned my head. I said, "Nope, I know what's gonna. <laughs> you ain't got to tell me twice." <laughs> Anything red in her in her wardrobe is not gonna be donated to the Goodwill. Oh my god! <laughs> Listen, that I don't fuck with rabbits. Forget y'all. Oh, bugs, bunny. Uh, all right, Ken, what have you been watching? Um, I've been watching different things. Um, we're just talking about movies right now, right? Anything, movies, TV. Okay, well, I finally watched "Sorry to Bother You." <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'm so wow. right. Ken, wait a minute. Like, did you have any like substance? Before <laughs> I had not only the only the pre only the uh, commercials the previews that's it. Uh, so, no, I mean like intake into your body. Were you sober? I was sober. 
okay. I just wanted to know because, like, you know, I think that might make a difference. <laughs> I mean, because I heard it Although, was sci-fi. By the end of it, you probably felt like you had. <laughs> I heard it was sci-fi, but I'm like, yeah, this don't feel like sci-fi. I mean, I see the little things they're talking about, and it, you know, it's not like a dystopian world, just mm-hmm. like you know, you know, just outside of our peripheral, blah blah blah. And I mm-hmm. and I was thinking to myself, boy, this is this feels a lot like Animal Farm. Like Orwell. It is goddamn animal farm. I was getting there, Brandon. (laughs) And then. (laughs) Like, right. So I was like, it's Orwell, you know, animal farm meets public enemy. You know, and I'm seeing these parallels and I'm like, okay, they're talking about the evil corporations. Kind of like, because I, you know, I was talking with a friend of mine the other day. He was talking about how Samsung, like people in their companies live in Samsung dorms. Mm -hmm. They have Samsung plumbers, grocery stores, et cetera, et cetera, that people live in. And. I was talking like the first the movie's like the first two um cuz what the, the first two acts seem pretty kind of like they're not bad but they're pretty rote it's kind of like okay I've seen this before I get I know where this story is going and then when you get to right. the third act twist it's like ooh so yeah. oh, well in animal farm one of the things is co- one of the concepts is how the horse represents the working man yeah. The you know the work the the work man who just kind of works and works and does really what he's quickly, told. Jim, if you're not seeing Sorry to Bother You, this is the time to fast forward. Because yeah. Spoil it. Well, yeah. it's been a whole year. So. Yeah. <laughs> and and then and then the horse jumped out. Right. <laughs> oh, and then they were like, and it was naked. Wait, Ooh, more like what? fell out. Didn't it like fall out? Yeah, yeah fell out. Oh, I need some help, man. I'm, I'm bad, man. I'm hurt bad. And it's just like <laughs> the horse fucking jumped out. I'm like, oh shit, this is all well. Like. <laughs> But it's like, the dude's like, yeah, you know, because humans can only do so much. So we started modifying people. And you know what's funny? That didn't bother me. What bothered me and started to bother you was that they lingered on that shot of Keith Stanfield covered in, sh- in, in movie, movie shit mm-hmm. for far too long. Yeah, that was, did go on too long. That was too much. Yeah. That was too much. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because was... the thing was, everybody, listen, I know some of y'all on my timeline, some of the you know, people like y'all like, you know, like um, um, hippie. Um, OKP, um, Soul Aquarian. It's like, I know y'all love this shit because it was so prophetic and everything. Uh-uh. Um, Bruce Riley basically took a Harley Quinn sized ballot and hit niggas upside the head with this movie. The subtlety was not a thing that was in his vocabulary when he made this. That's what kind of bothers me about it. It was like he was doing too much when just a little bit would have done just fine. Like, once you see the horse, you should be able to get it, but they. Everything is explained at least three times. Like, it's like, it's so heavy-handed when it didn't need to be. It's my problem with Sorry to Bother You. I know, I know somebody's going to comment or write in and be like, you know, because um, I get what he's trying to say about capitalism and how it's evil and everything and how, you know, like, unions are important to protect us from capitalism because we never actually defeat capitalism. I get all of that. It's just that it's, it's like... It, it's like if Tyler Perry grew a conscience and tried to make a movie about that sort of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's doing a lot. Yeah, it really it really was. He wanted to make a Melvin Fat People's movie, but even Melvin did a lot. But at least Melvin had the benefit of, you know, shooting the shit on 1970s film stock and didn't have the benefit of CGI, so him doing a lot was charming in sort of a weird, quirky way, like with Watermelon Man and Sweet Sweet Back and stuff. Sorry to bother you is charming in certain ways, but in other ways it's just heavy-handed, especially also how they deal with um, Tessa Thompson's character, yeah. who I didn't like the way they did her at all. She felt like a, um, like like like, like um, the princess in a Mario game, like a trophy to be won or impressed upon, not an actual human being. 
That is true. Um, kind of, they did kind of take away her autonomy a bit. Yeah. Um, another problem with this, I mean, it was heavy handed. I get it, but who? It's just kind of like this rough ride to get where they were at. Mm-hmm. And, then, and it, like you said, it was very obvious, very over the top. And then that, that it's like they could twist in. The, I want to read the original story because the original story that it was based on was in McSweeney's. Um, oh, he didn't write the original story for it? He wrote the original. No, it's based on a short story he did for McSweeney. Okay. Um, so I, Which got garnered a lot of attention. Um, the guy from the coup who wrote it, Boots Riley. Yeah, Boots Riley. So I want to read that and see, but I mean, I enjoyed it, but like Raina said, it's very heavy handed. And that third act twist, it's just seem, it seems kind of, um, it's like, I need to do something to make this more interesting because I see what I did there and everybody's uh-huh. going to see what I did there. That, I mean, I enjoyed it for what it is, but at the same time, it's Yeah, like, it's not bad. I want to make sure it's not bad. It's just, I felt like it could be a lot better if it was, if it was uh-huh. a little more subtle. It could still be over the top, but it's like... It's so far over the top, it's like Superman jumping across a, um, a building in a single bound over the top. Ken, had you managed to not read, like, have any spoilers before you see saw it yes. just now? Oh, wow. Yeah, I went in fresh, too. I just, I literally just watched it on Hulu. Because wow. everybody just told me, to, like, it's not what I was expecting. Because no. I think we were, we like, when it came out, we were all on a, like, it was like a very uh, black movie kick. Mm-hmm. You know, the black movie renaissance thing, and it didn't live up to the hype of that. And I think the movie marketing yeah. kind of benefited from that kind of steve. I don't know, had Get, had Get Out just come out? No, it was, no, it was last it was year. Black Klansman. Black Klansman, it? it was one that, yeah, Because remember, he wrote that whole thing about Spike Lee and how much he yeah. didn't, like, hate it, and he got the story wrong or something. Mm-hmm. And, they like, they had a whole back and forth. Yeah, they did. Oh, okay. And people were mad because he didn't get any, like, Oscar nominations or really any awards, actually, I don't think. Yeah, he didn't. Um, A24 didn't push it. Yeah. They put, I think, was it The Favorite? Is that theirs, too? I think they pushed that instead of Sorry to Bother You. Mm-hmm. I can see why. Yeah. I still need to see that. All right. Anything else? Oh, I watched The Shrill. Or shrill. Oh, I want to see that. Is it good? It is. Um, it is if, if this cast of SNL tried to do a, a Judd Apatow film, but didn't put the time or energy into it. Mm. Wasn't Lauren, is Lauren a producer on this too? Yes. God, but, what? So like anytime anybody does something, he has to have his name on it? I mean, he probably put money like behind if, it. If they're from SNL. <laughs> but yeah, but I, but I mean, he didn't have anything behind Bridesmaids, which this film, this the show will remind you a lot of Bridesmaids. It'll uh-huh. remind you a lot of Love, which is on Netflix, and it will remind you of Girls. Um, all stuff that Judd Apatow has had his work behind, except the like the humor at one point in the show takes a backseat to discussing issues about how um, people who are overweight are, you know their struggles and everything and how they, you know, the struggles people who are overweight or, you know, considered fat face in society. Um, right. Because of the main character, Annie, who's played by A.D. Bryant, who you know from Saturday Night Live, she's basically mm-hmm. this woman who's kind of struggled with her weight her whole life um, and has been treated a certain way by society and whatnot. And she, it's her trying to get her confidence and, you know, trying to become a new person, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and how she, like, changes the relationships with people that she's around. And at the, the first, I thought it was going to be really funny because they had a scene where she's at a coffee shop. And she goes in, and the people are like, you know who you remind me of? Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, Lord Jesus. And it's like, <laughs> and then the other customer's like, like, oh, my gosh, yes! Right? And she's just kind of like doing this, like, awkward smile, laugh. 
as she walks out, and then and then behind her, the the white girl's still going like, "Oh my god, yes!" Like the face. So I'm like, "Oh my gosh, they, you know, this is good. They've got like the subtle reactions, like the microaggressions, blah blah blah, blah but they're still be able to make it funny and kind of relatable." Halfway through there, through the series, well, not even halfway, um, you know, it kind of gets heavy handed with the message. And then at one point, the message gets lost behind the, the, the uh, I mean, the humor gets lost behind the message. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of meant. And one of my friends described it kind of like being like somebody telling you a story, uh, their, how their weekend went. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's amusing, but it's not a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like they don't really allow the character to really shine because they don't let her define herself by anything besides her weight. Mm. Um, that's all. That's the only thing. And I feel like that does a great disservice. Am I loud, Brandon? No, I'm just trying to make sure we're balanced. Okay. Um, they don't. They don't have balance, and I under, and they don't call the character on her bad behavior too much. It's like they kind of start to, but then they back away. And my thing is, there's a way that you can call characters on their behavior without being critical. You can be constructive. Um, uh, there's just it just was not what I was uh, like I thought it was going to be um, but I watched the whole thing in one setting today uh, I mean if you got time I mean sure watch it but uh, I don't think it's uh, necessary it feels more like an outline to a story that needs a f- few more drafts mm. uh, what did I also oh. watch uh, I'm sorry I didn't mean to be that critical oh uh, no it's um, how many episodes are there? I don't remember. I guess there are like six. I don't know. I just kind of was watching it, like, binged it today. Yeah. Um, and then Hulu started playing Mary Tyler Moore, and I was like, oh, I guess that's the end. Um, the yeah. Mary Tyler Moore show? Yes. From the 70s? Yes. It's up there? Yes. I'm going to watch it. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, what else was I watching? What else was I watching this week? Um, I saw the first episode of Happy. The, uh, the second season of Happy. Um, the first, it was pretty good. Um, Happy tells a story of an ex-cop uh, who's a drug addict and alcoholic who's trying to do better by his daughter that he just discovered he had. And while he teams up with, uh, it's a buddy cop comedy with her imaginary friend. Who's a rabbit. Yes, a fl- well, flying. A flying rabbit? Yeah. Named Happy. Mm. Uh, anyway, so it was kind of interesting. It's very subversive and over the top at the same time. So I enjoy it. If you like stuff did like that. Did you watch the first season? I did. I didn't finish it, unfortunately. I need to go back on Netflix and finish watching it. Because I, oh. I don't know, for some reason, I just don't watch sci-fi like that. Mm. I don't okay. want, I just, I just don't watch the sci-fi channel. I guess there's something about all their shows just seem way overly dark to compensate for not having good production values. <laughs> I'm mad that that uh, Mario Van Peebles show didn't last. Uh, I actually liked it. Yeah. Um, what else did I watch this week? Um, I watched American Gods, which American Gods. I'm tired of them being on this goddamn uh, 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 road trip thing. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's kind of like. It's, mm. it's, they've been <laughs> doing that since the first season, and it's kind of like you know, and it kind of destroys like any kind of momentum. Of the story, it's kind of, and even when I thought they were about to stop it, no, we're just going to split up now and everybody's on a road trip now. Like, Like, where are they trying to get to? Who's the god of the week this week? That's that's what's happening. God of the week? Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what's happening. It's like, okay, we're going to meet this person this week. And it's, you know, and then you see that, that what kind of um, interesting creative way they show you this type of god or whatever. I, I did like, think okay. I did think it was neat the way they got they kind of replaced media with new media. <laughs> yeah, since Jillian Anderson let said bye. Jillian Anderson was like, no, 
I'm done. I mean, I liked it for a minute. I thought it was neat um, because she and the main ca- other character were like kind of like, you know, foils for each other. Um, but at the same time, they kind of ruined that by kind of playing into other tropes I won't get into. Um, what else have I been watching this week? I don't know. A lot. Uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll catch up with some other stuff later, but I, nothing else is really appealing. I think I finally saw the finale, The Black Lightning. Whew. That show. Um, <laughs> is, that a, is that a who is in a good way or a bad way? It's more like in Sounds a meh like way. way. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a bad way. Which McCullough is basically their Phoenix force. Oh, Jen. Jen is basically the Phoenix. Because now it's like, She oh. can't control her powers. Huh? She can't control them. She's, it's too, she's, too, she's too powerful. Is that what's going on? She's flying now. Uh-huh. Is that lightning? Yeah, yeah. lightning. There's like, just lightning and black lightning. Like, Jen really needs a new name. Um, yeah. Blame yeah, Joe Johns. Yeah, that me. Okay, so they, so they made her fly now. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, you know, I think she's... Probably, I don't know. I mean, I'm tired of Tobias Whale. I don't understand why you big lip dark skinned ass is tired of me. The whole thing, the, <laughs> the whole thing about the Markovians and all that stuff, it just feels like I'm throwing random shit out here because I don't know what to do. It's like you're introducing these concepts without any really strength behind them or thought. Them them white people who are vampires without the the silver and shit. No, Markovian, Markovia, like a government. Oh, Mark, which is wait, isn't that the government like like in like Young Justice? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Oh God, same one. <laughs> yeah, they didn't properly introduce. Hey, this is a foreign country. Mm. It's just like the Markovians. Mm. It's like, oh, if you read the comics, you know what they're talking about. But yeah. if you don't, and they're relating it to the um, basically because you know Black Lightning was part of the Outsiders, right? So they've been taking a lot of things from the Outsiders and applying it to the show, which I understand because they aren't that mu- there are, isn't a lot of backstory for Black Lightning yep. for them to pull from. So of course you're going to pull from the Outsiders, even though you have the whole DCU and you've made up this whole idea of the Black, fa- you know, this Black superhero family. Um. Yeah, um, I mean, it has its bright spots, but it's still weak in some other places. And it really needs an overhaul. It needs a better, I hate to say it, if what's, what's his name? The Akeel. Are they still around? Yes, they are. Because, I mean, they got quiet about that thing. So something must happen with that case where they, like, where they, where, like, they didn't have the evidence. They, they, they cleared him. Um, Warner Brothers did an internal investigation and cleared him of any wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. It, oh, okay. But, um... That show needs somebody who knows how to really adapt source material like that a lot better. Yes, they do. Um, and not just throw stuff against a wall, because that's what's happening. It's like, um, I just, you know, I don't want to get into it. Have I been watching anything else? Um, no, not really. So I'm just going to stop. Okay, Ali. Yeah, so in terms of TV, um, I basically checked out uh, this show on Netflix called On My On My Block. Um, it's season two premieres premiere uh, this this last Friday, and um, On My Block for those who don't know is a show about uh, several um, high schoolers of um, people of color one one black and three uh, well I'll just say POC in general because their their races are mixed some of them are Latino some of them are black some of them are mixed uh, Latino and black and um, it's basically uh, several of the four main characters they are living in a uh, kind of a rough neighborhood and it's 
we're to assume that this is somewhere in Miami. Mm -hmm. And um, it is basically um, the issues and the, the, just the same kind of antics you would expect from, from a show with teenagers. But, ex but with this, in this case, they are focused mainly on uh, the, the fact that how they, their race, they, the, the type of neighborhood they're, they're in and, you know, just, you know, color and, and culture and whatnot, how it actually plays into these kids growing up pretty much. And, um, you know, I think it's a really, really important show. Um, I was telling Latria before we actually started the show that uh, there are no white people on the show. Mm. <laughs> None. Mm. Um, and I, and I, I'll say that loosely because the one time a white person shows up on the show um, in a semi-prominent role in the second season is only because... Um, one of the one of the 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 characters in the show, Latino, he he brings home a white girlfriend, <laughs> and, and the only reason he brings her home is because, you know, is it because she's pregnant? Oh no! <laughs> oh, <laughs> and and I to see a Latino uh, to see a Hispanic mom, just like her eyes bulging. I'm sorry, whose baby? <laughs> And to see her go off, because <laughs> um, just a slight spoiler, they have a there's an episode in the second season um, where they have a baby shower, and the mother is so against <laughs> this this that she drinks herself drunk during the baby shower, oh, <laughs> and she accidentally eats half of the cake, <laughs> which is supposed to be a gender reveal. <laughs> And then she sees the reveal baby and eats more. Yeah. yeah. So the cake is white on the outside. The thing was, the parents, the, her son, her older son, and the, the white girl, they don't want to do the gender. And so they told him, we do not want a gender reveal cake. But the mother the mother went behind their back and went to the, the, the doctor and, uh, and pressured the doctor to tell her the gender, only so that she can bring a gender reveal cake to the party. <laughs> and she gets drunk, accidentally eats half the cake. And so she's drunkenly telling the young, uh, one of the sons, the younger son's like, don't worry, don't worry. I only just ate half some of the cake. They won't even notice a surprise. And all the time, her mouth is completely blue icing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like gender reveal. It's your, your whole mouth is blue. What are you doing? Uh -huh. So it, it's. It's fun stuff like that. They deal with um, things like gang violence because it's a rough neighborhood. There is a gang. One of the one of the kids, he, you know, through certain circumstances, he ends up being in the gang, and, and it's the ups and downs um, of staying friends with somebody who's tied up with all that stuff because your life might be a danger. They deal with things like sh um, you know actual shooting that happens, actual death that 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 can happen because of it. Um, it's, it's just a, it's, a, I'm, I'm just so happy a show like that exists because it's, it's a good representation of how you can have your entire life as a POC and you'll be so wrapped up into your own issues that sort of white issues just don't, they don't really, they don't really matter to you. You know what I mean? Like they don't, it just doesn't really the privilege stuff, it just doesn't really um, 
um, bother you or become an issue in your life um, for a while. So I just, I just thought that was really good. And the, the child, the actors on the show, they are really, really, really good. And I'm pretty sure that after the show is done, I don't know if they're going to have a second season, a third season, but after the show is done, I'm pretty sure they're all going to get roles. They are, they are that good. So I would encourage everybody to just take a look at it. Um, it's called On My Block. It is on Netflix. They're on season two right now. Okay. Um, that's what I saw for TV. Um, I haven't really checked out um, anything else for movies. Have I sat down and watched a movie? Mm, um, oh, wait. Oh, also on TV. I started watching um, on Amazon Prime. I started watching the series called Hana. Does anybody remember that several years ago there was a movie called Hana? Yeah, that's what I was confused. I was like, is this the same thing? Because wasn't it like say say Orsi? Is the same is the same premise in the movie? Um I don't I, think it was I a, remember say, the actress. Say girl in the movie. I'm looking that, whose name I probably that. butchering. But um but the but the show the, the show is basically the same premise, right? Okay. Um yeah, it's just, it's exactly the same premise. Yeah, her name is yeah. You're right. Um, so you're Tria is Ronan. So Ronan. Yeah, and Eric Bana is playing um is is playing her dad in that movie. But the the TV show, the TV show um on Amazon Prime basically follows the same sort of premise. Um, there is a for some reason there's an organization who is, who is um after the the uh, parents and the um, just newly born child uh, of this this Scandinavian Scandinavian um, sort of family. Uh, not Scan- I shouldn't say Scandinavian. I should say European sort of East East Europe family. Basically, for whatever reason, you you are led to believe that there might be something about this this child that is special. Um, not, not, not in terms of powers or abilities, but something to do with like maybe some, something, some kind of science, you know, experiment or, or the fact that the, the father and the mother have, were, were scientists. They were doing something that involved, you know, um, genetics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the same, the premise is that this organization, for some reason, the, the parents decide to, to sort of, um, hop the, I don't know. The parents decide to escape, quote unquote, escape or leave the the organization without actually like, you know, like the proper way to, to um, excuse yourself. For whatever reason, you're led to assume that maybe it had to something to do with something that they wanted to do with the child that they, they did not, they were not, you know, they're not here for. So, um, you know, eventually what happens is um, for certain circumstances, only the father and the, the daughter are uh, are able to escape. And they escape to the wilderness. Um, the, the, it's, I have a feeling that it's the Alps. And it's just pure wilderness. No, Absolutely nobody's out there. And the father, being a survivalist um, already, he's able to fashion um, this sort of a, a life for him and the daughter um, as she grows up away from all civilization. So she grew, she grew up in the, in, the, in the woods, is what you're telling in me. In the wilderness. Ness. By herself? By her, her and the father. Oh. So she grows up, she, she's maybe in the, in the TV show. Um, she, we start the show with her being, I think about maybe 16 or 17. 
And again, she's never met anybody, no people besides her father. And the father has taught her how to become a survivalist just like him. She is able to literally go out there into the wilderness and shoot down uh, an elk and Mm -hmm. literally skin it right there and cut it into pieces, bag it and bring it back home to the cave. Like, see, all these movies are and shows are just trying to tell us we need to learn how to fight and fend for ourselves. Yeah, so the end is near. Thanos, <laughs> Thanos is getting ready to snap. Not the end. Okay. <laughs> but but, we just yeah. we get to prepare ourselves. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. The the move the TV show does a really good job of showing you in the very first episode that this is not a girl. This is not your. Uh, this is not a valley girl. This is all serious, um, very, also not just survivalist in terms of like fending for yourself, like getting food and water and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but also like to to self-defense. The father would regularly run drills pretending to be somebody trying to attack her. Um, You know, he would sneak up behind her and try to attack her and she would take him down MMA style and just (laughs) like this 17 year old girl and this, 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 you know, this fully grown man, and she's able to, you know, get get a knife up to his throat, and it's it's crazy. Right. So anyway, is the premise is this is the, it's a good show. So the premise is this is her this is her life, right? Mm-hmm. Until one day, until one day she comes across a um, a young man who is um, what do you call those people who go out there into the woods with their are they wood woodcutters? I guess they white people. Yeah, look, yeah. Let's yeah. Um, White people? Patria. Really? 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 (laughs) No, my black ass ain't going out there. Listen, who are the people who go out there exploring and and trying to find new places? Okay. Bringing it back to us, that was the one thing I was like, Jordan, you know we don't don't investigate. Why you got them going out here? Yeah, we don't do that. I was like, we don't we don't investigate guys. Yeah. But anyways, one day <laughs> um a she comes across a young a young man who is a essentially a lumberjack. He is he has his machines out there in the wilderness, he's cutting down trees and you know What's that name? Just like I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know if anyone's ever read um Shakespeare's The Tempest. No. Has anybody read that? Uh-uh. Okay, it's it's basically <laughs> it's almost a, it's almost the same premise where this this father and a daughter are living on an island and it, the island gets quote unquote discovered by this man and the daughter's never seen a, another man before and and blah blah, blah ensues anyways so the point is that the daughter she beats this guy and the father has always wondered even wonder if you see people do not interact with them come straight back there is like he makes a makeshift border. Um, beyond which she says, it's too dangerous, do not go there. But of course, as a 17-year-old person who's never seen anybody before, you are curious and you try to push the boundaries and you try to find loopholes as to why you need to go beyond these borders. And so she just interacts and through other circumstances that happen um, subsequently, the organization whom they were running from, who they've kept away from for at least 17 years, now they have figured out this is where the father and the daughter are hiding. So was that man part of it? The the, yeah, so he was part of it, but he left because probably because they wanted to experiment on the daughter, the newborn child. No, 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 the man she encountered in the woods. Oh no, he's just a no, he's just a lumberjack guy. He's oh, just a guy. Okay. 
he meets and it's like, oh my God, another another human being. Wow, that's so cool, right? Yeah, and yeah. she interacts with him and like I said, circumstances lead people out here to, to this part of the woods and the organization gets wind of it and they send agents out to basically capture capture her and kill the father, right? And so basically they end up being separated. She ends up basically, they, the father and the daughter had a plan already in case something happens where they get found out. And the plan is separate and go to Paris, find, find your way to Paris and figure out a way to, to live there until we meet up at a certain location. That's it. And so that's how the, the show basically starts off. Well, and hell, a passport is only maybe, for ten years. If it's been seventeen, how she how she gonna get to Paris? Oh, the father is very resourceful. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, father has, the father has gotcha. a go bag. Like he has a go bag already set in case something happens. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just her. It's wilderness girl, big city Paris. What's going on? <laughs> cool. so did you watch the whole yeah. thing or is it? I haven't watched the whole thing. I've only watched three episodes. Does Amazon I... put their shows out all at once? All at once. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, yeah. So, it's a really good um, thing. And this is another reason why. <laughs> here's another reason why I don't really care for a Black Widow movie. <laughs> I was like, listen, when you were describing I it, I was like, so we're getting all these origin stories. Yeah. It's all these, really all these, fun. all these. These these femme fatale or or survivalist women is European descent out there fending for themselves. It's like there's so many of them. Angelina Jolie was in one salt, whatever. Like yeah. Red Sparrow, J Law. Red Sparrow, J Law. Like how many of these do I need? <laughs> so yeah. But anyways, yeah. So Hana, Amazon Prime, catch it all all the episodes, season one. Okay. Uh, that's all I've been watching. All right. Um, I've. That's a good thing about thing about the whole. Um, I mean, good point. Sorry about the whole Black Widow thing. Like, I'm, uh-huh. I don't think her her movie is going to be an origin story as much as her past coming back to haunt her. Because yeah. even Marvel mined her story for the Red Room and when they uh, uh for Agent Carter. If y'all remember. Oh yes, yes, yes. I do remember that. Yes. And it's kind of like. Also- it's kind of also, like, what a what a great show that they decided to cancel! Wow. Well, they, there was a lot behind the scenes, right, Brandon? It was yeah, it wasn't it, getting ratings. It was basically the, the long and short of, it, and they wanted her to be in that other show that ended up getting canceled. Exactly, it blew my mind. Like Agent Carter was, and I was, yeah. I kind of looked at the back because I was like, I was like, this show has no powers. There's no powers. There's no abilities, and it, you know, so people. You know, people what? have an idea of what they want in a um, Marvel movie, mm-hmm. but just like the first Captain America movie, which essentially had no powers either, this one was compelling. I was like, I'm interested. Like, pe- following Peggy was fun. Following Peggy and and um, you know Tony Stark Senior and Jarvis, that was actually <laughs> pretty fun. I felt like so. I felt like the second season was not as good as the first. The second season dawdled. And it kind of like had a, it could have been a lot better. That, I think mm-hmm. that's where the, like the second season to me did, was not as compelling as the first. And that whole storyline with Madam Mask, well, their version of Madam Mask, um, just didn't quite work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I felt there were problems in, on that end with the story. Uh, but of course, I also feel like a lot of the writers on there, which I, I think they did okay jobs. I don't want to talk about anybody, but I know these were people I had been following on social media. 
who had just who had just kind of graduated from like the ABC Writers Program or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they had mm-hmm. a lot of younger or newer writers working on the property. So mm-hmm. they probably didn't have like I don't experience. the experience, you know, in order to you know that you know probably people in season one did. I think they did an okay job, but I don't think they did the greatest job. You know, I think those were the things yeah. that deterred it. So. I I love a good period drama, and that's the other part to it too. And it it felt very authentic. It felt timely, and it, it I just felt it, it it worked really well for what I like. And the the actress playing Peggy Carter, she was so good. Haley Atwell. <laughs> It's just incredible. And, you know, they, yeah, like Ken said, um, it just wasn't, the end season wasn't uh, maybe as strong. And then, you know, uh, ratings, the ratings. And so they, they decided to cancel the show. Okay. All right. But yeah. Let's go ahead on to news. Oh, I guess breaking news. I don't know, Ken, if you were seeing this. Um, apparently there was a shooting outside of Nipsey Hussle's um, store in L.A., Oh, no. Yeah, and two I was other just people got that. shot. They, one of them is apparently dead. They don't know if it's Nipsey or not. We may not know by the time this we get through yeah. recording today. And then one thing I saw said he was shot six times. And another thing I saw said that he was shot in the head. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he could have been shot multiple times and, you know, the head being one of them. But I was like, dang. Yeah, so we don't know what's going to happen with that. So um, here's hope for him to pull through. Um, trailers this week. These are both old trailers. Um, well, I think everybody by now, I think Latria finally just saw the in-game trailer, basically, which yes. the Russos have already told us all these trailers only come from the first 15 or 30 minutes of the movie. Like, they don't, they aren't showing a damn thing. Good. <laughs> I don't want to see any. And also that whole thing about it being three hours and black people being like, okay, we prepare. Yeah, because we've been to Revival Sunday. Right. <laughs> and then like I answered somebody on Twitter and I was like, as if we're not going to have all the snacks anyway. <laughs> or if you're like we're, me, you're not going to have, you're going to fast before you go in so you don't have to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Look, there's going to be somebody I in there with a um... back to. Oh, it's about to be on. Mm. Somebody gonna have like a, a, a what do you call them a colostomy bag or something with them? Oh no! <laughs> it's gonna okay. be in, it's gonna be in game branded. Listen, folks gonna be wearing diapers because they ain't get up going to bathroom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you thought people around. were tart doing up in the superhero films before, <laughs> I, I'm uh, a little. That's nothing worse than when you sit sit behind somebody tart at a movie. Oh, no. oh a packed theater, oh, oh, and no. you just gotta sit there and take it. Right. Like, ooh, that... Mm, I, don't, mm. I will say, they should consider a um an intermission for a movie. They really no, should. No, I kind of feel like I wouldn't want it broken up, though. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind a 30-minute th- intermission just to go to the bathroom, get you... 30 minutes? 15. 15-minute intermission. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, 15 Although minutes... Although typical movie intermissions when they were back in the 15. day. 15. Well, but it was... It was yeah, 15, and then, like, three minutes of, like, an orchestral, like, reintroduction of the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be a great spot to put an in credit, in, in, like, a, um, you know, the, a quote-unquote in credit scene. <laughs> Pardon me. Yeah. Yeah, something like a little quick thing to throw in there. And then also, I saw the Toy Story 4 trailer, finally. Mm-hmm. So, apparently... How many of these movies they gonna make? I already thought it was four. Uh, I, they were supposed to have stopped at three, but they decided to go mm-hmm. ahead on the four. Now that um, um, Hands Across Pixar no longer works there, 
uh, they're handling, I think um, Lee Unrich and them are doing it by themselves. And so apparently in this one, we haven't time jumped like the other ones. The other ones happened in real time. Like Andy got grown over the course of the three movies. But this one seems mm-hmm. to happen right after three because Bonnie's still a little girl. And she's made an, a new toy named Forky who doesn't want to be a toy. So he jumps out the window when they're driving. So Woody goes after him and it's a whole adventure. He meets Bo Peep again who's in an antique store. There's a whole no. carnival with Key and Peelers toys. It looks like it's going to be, it's like it's going to work. I don't know if it's going to be as good as the others, but it doesn't like it's, they're going to tank it. They seem mm-hmm. to understand what, kids what they're like doing. Kids will like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and grown people, because, you know, these movies, they plan there for kids, but they're really for grown people, especially that yeah. two and that three. I'm just about tired of them at this point. I mean, I like, <laughs> I like them, but it's just like, okay, what else are we going to do? Yeah. Plus oh, that one when Andy, like, went off to college was just, it was too sad. Yeah, that was three. That got me in the field. Oh, I was I was bawling. I was I'm not even gonna I lie like, to y'all. I, I can't do this no more. <laughs> I was I was in the theater just just tears. As long as as long as people <laughs> would are going to watch it and in droves like this, it'll never stop. Yeah. yeah. Never stop. So if if you don't want it anymore, Latria, you convince <laughs> a bunch of people to not go watch this one. <laughs> The only way no, gonna stop they ain't going to come train. after me. Go see it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this train is far outside the station already. It has left. Right. All right. Um, so quick little casting things that I thought were interesting. Uh, Mark Hamill is going to be the voice of Chucky in MGM's upcoming remake of Child's Play. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. So a remake. They're not just continuing on. Here's like the- a total. a total yeah. like, face. So here's uh. the little child's play backstory. They made MGM made the first one back in '88, and then they got it. They had a new president or CEO, a new guy in charge come in. He hated the idea of this horror movie where it's a child and a child's toy at the center. So he sold the sequel rights. To <laughs> Little U- did he know. <laughs> he sold the sequel rights to Universal, who made eighteen billion of them, as we know. <laughs> They're all uh. successful. So now the new MGM still has the rights to the first one. So they said. Let's just remake it from scratch. Uh. So it's Brian Tyree Henry, and I forgot who's playing the um the mom this time. No, he, no, Brian. Yeah, no. he's playing the detective, the guy who's investigating the case. And in this one, Chucky is part of this line of to- of high high tech toys that you know sort of kind of based on oh, like he's technology. Got an army? Um, that you know, like they talk and everything. There's like they're supposed no. to and, and do stuff, but he he malfunctions, of course, and becomes no. a murderer. No. My first nightmare in life was after seeing Chucky. Mine too. I will not. I will not be doing this. I, like Chucky, I don't like Chucky is a movie that I don't I don't fuck with. Like Chucky and it, because I don't do clowns either. Like I just no, I'm not gonna be anywhere near this. Right. I think this movie comes out in the summer. I'm not a fan of this movie, but not because it's Chucky. I'm not a fan of it because I never because the Chucky movies their their violence and blood lust is too much for me. Like I, it's not it's not it doesn't gross me out. It just irritates me. It's just so it's like it's like blood. Like how do you say it? Like it's it's, it's gory. No, not yeah, but it's gory for gory's sake. Yeah, that's what it's, just, it's gratuitous it, gore. Yeah, gratuitous gore, and I. I just don't care about shit like that. It's just, it's just really right. like if if Chucky was a psychological horror thing, like like movies like The Witch. You love like, it. Like, you like love that. some 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 highbrow the shit that make you think. You do. Like, no, I just want something that's. Like, <laughs> you know when you know when a uh, uh, what I like 
oh, stuff like that for scary things. What really gets me is when it's an entity that you cannot see. It's just something like that you bird can't box. Talk. <laughs> that's a joke that's a joke I noticed that what you mean but yeah it's just but like, just yeah, like um, stuff so, like that like, but when it's like a physical thing that's running around like stabbing people with a, with a, with a kitchen knife mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like that it, it, it's either comedic to me or for Chucky it just turns me off because of all the, the it's just the visceral blood lust so, sort of thing Aubrey well, Plaza Ollie, so when you were growing up had you, did y'all did you hear about Teddy Rupskin yeah, I, I saw it on the American ads on TV. Was okay. that a scary show for people? Yes, because you don't understand. Like when Chucky came out, that's when Teddy Rupstein was big. So think oh. about all the ki- all of us had talking toys. But yeah, it's a so, teddy bear. It's not a dog. Yeah, yeah, but still, well, the eyes and the lips move just like mm-hmm. Chucky. So and oh. then they like the, made the actual Chucky dolls too. <laughs> I think I'm trying to figure were Chucky dolls before or after they came out. But the buddy doll, my, my buddy. buddy was before. My buddy came out before because my they, buddy it, tanked after Child's Play became a hit. I had yeah. my buddy doll. That little nigga so was in the garage. See, I think for us it was more so like we all had talking like dolls or something. So it was a lot more kind of like no 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 right. like mm-hmm. get this out my house. <laughs> it wasn't the same thing for the Furbies and the Gremlins. No, yep. was it? Fur- well, for me, yeah, I didn't fool with them Furbies. Were Furbies out back then? Yes. Uh, was it or was it not? I was poor. I, was- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have one, but the, I do think they were at the same time as Gremlins. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, so Aubrey Plaza is playing the mama, and apparently she has a white. Oh, baby. that fits. Um, <laughs> so from the producers of It, uh, the new Child's Play comes out on June the twenty first. 2019. Nope. From Ori- MGM's Orion Pictures label. Who's the kid? Um, Gabriel. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, go, I'm going back. Let me go back. Uh, Ooh, I hope the, they get counseling for. The little boy is definitely, I think he's a Caucasian child. Because uh, I just had to think. Hold on. Let me go back to it. I just want when it comes out, somebody let me know how long Brian lives. He lives through the whole thing. Brian Tyree Henry? The, yeah, the detective lives. If they're, if they're oh, remaking okay. it, he lives. Oh. I mean, but he's black. That's why. I was Gabriel asking. Bateman, I had it right. <laughs> Gabriel Bateman's a little boy. He was also in Annabelle, so he, he's he's used to this shit. Oh <laughs> lord! <laughs> I ain't got no time. <laughs> only bad bitches. Scary movies is the only checks that I like. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all crazy. Oh, um, he was in Lights Out. Okay, he's yeah. <laughs> he's like that little boy that was in um. Shoot, what's the little that little boy that was in all them scary movies in like the eighties and nineties? Had the little bowl cut. He had brown hair. Oh, uh, I think he was in Pet Cemetery. I know who you talking. I can't place him for some. He reason. was in all those movies, right? He was like the pre Haley Joel is he now? That's I need to look him up. Yeah, look him up because I don't I don't, I don't recall. It's not it's not you Corey Hammer Corey Feldman. Picture, believe me, like you will know. Who Maybe it's Corey about. Feldman. I'm not sure. No, uh, no, 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 not one of them. Oh, you're not one of them. Uh, uh-uh. Side note: Did you catch the uh, the Corey the um, Lost Boys reference in Us? That was the movie they were shooting on the pier. Oh, because the Lost Boys takes place at the same beach. Okay. Sweet. Brandon, I'm gonna try to put his photo into the chat. Okay. Um, and you'll know who I'm talking about, but. I just I'm curious as to what this little boy is. All right. Never. Uh, Sonequa Martin Green has um, been cast 
in Space Jam 2 to play LeBron James's wife. So she mm-hmm. ha- she has the part that Vanessa Russell, I think her name was, had in Space Jam One, playing Michael Jordan's wife. I remember her. She oh, was Girl Astrid. Six, right? Yeah. And then she, I think she had. Oh, this child. Yeah, oh. yes. he was in everything. Yeah, remember him? He was in like all the scary. What movies. What is his baby's name? I don't know, oh. but I hope he got some cash. Search Google for image. Um, Pet Cemetery in eighty nine. First of all, let me get on Google Images because I'm already. Uh, let me clear my browsing history because this ain't. Michael Hughes Miko. is his name. Miko Hughes Michael. is his name. He oh. also was on Full House, apparently. Wow, he looks different. Yeah, he was on a lot of stuff. Thirty three. Okay. Yep. Uh. But yeah, so uh, Space Jam 2, starring LeBron James and Looney Tunes characters, is being directed by the dude who does the HBO show. I forgot the fucking name of it. Wait, he was John Hughes, son? No, yeah. not the same John Hughes. No, a different John Hughes. Yeah. Uh, and it's being produced by Ryan Coogler. So I know Latria was like, ah, Ugh. but there's hope, Latria, that it's going to be worth no, something. No, I just, no. But who, I just want to know who asked for this. Um, Warner Brothers. Can LeBron act? He actually can. Where Michael Jordan could. Well, um, yeah. he's been in um a couple of comedies. I know he was in Trainwreck with Amy Schumer. Um, he's been in a couple of oh, other things. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Terrence Nash is the director. He's the guy who does Random Acts of Flyness on HBO. So yeah, which I didn't see, and I heard it was weird. I heard it was weird, but I heard it was good. So hopefully, he can make them. Um, LeBron James and Buzz Bunny be friends. Yeah, because Space Jam 1, not a good movie at all. No, that's why I was like, who asked for this? (laughs) Is LeBron a producer? Yeah, yes. Okay, that's why. Um, Speaking of cartoon characters being adapted into new movies, um, I think. Wait, is that going to have that aspect too? Yeah. Oh, God, no. It's Space Jam, it's it's Looney Tunes and basketball. Give me a who framed Roger Rabbit, if y'all. <laughs> That's what I want. One of these days we need to do that episode because that movie would never happen, unfortunately. No for reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why nowadays? did we watch it as kids? First of all, <laughs> it's not. It's not a kids movie. It was a good movie, but like no. the part two, they've been wanting no, to make that since not. the '80s. And Latria, it's a whole story. We have to do one these days. Why they won't make it? It's a whole <laughs> lot of like static going on. Uh, Tim Story is also working with Warner Brothers to make a Tom and Jerry live action movie where Tom and Jerry will be animated characters in a live action world. And they want Peter Dinklage to play the bad guy. I can see that. I like him. Uh, he was he he didn't do Pixels too many favors, so I don't know if this will work. Oh, he does everything else a good favor. Yeah. Oh, hey, he wasn't he an elf though? That was him and Elf. I forgot. I actually watched Three Billboards Outside of El- uh, something Miss- Ebbing, Mississippi. Ebbing? Yes. That was actually pretty good. Um, was it? <laughs> you didn't enjoy it? No, I'm asking. I haven't Okay, because you said it like <laughs> Thor. Like, I know. I realized it after I said it. And like I heard Brandon <laughs> snicker. And I was like, oh, wait. That was really funny. I was really asking. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of like white people's version of Fuck the Police. Um, right, in a way. Because uh, basically, the you know, lead character, she's mad at the police for not doing more to help find her daughter who was murdered. Mm-hmm. Talking about all y'all do is uh, harass black people instead of actually doing. She said that. Yeah, she said that. Oh, oh, oh! oh. oh I might even watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Francis. I didn't know, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Insert that gift of Francis doing that walk to get her Oscar. <laughs> 
<laughs> Y'all, was she on something? She was. She pre-gamed before that show. I'm sure she did. <laughs> but there was so much like that was like in the movie. Like it. The thing is, it's just people being like being really real, and it's a, like it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's still a movie. It's still entertaining. Right. But the way stuff plays out and it happens, it's just an interesting story. Nothing's like fair or you know or clean cut all the way. Uh, it it just feels like you're getting a snapshot out of people's lives after some dramatic thing happens, and more yeah. dramatic stuff ha- follows through. Um, right. And how is this based on a real story? I don't I don't know. Um, I just watched it because basically it was on my uh, watch HBO, and they said the movie was about to leave. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm never, I'm not going to watch this any other way. So let me just wa- you know turn this on real quick. All right. Um, all right. But yeah, she said that, and. Uh, it's it's a it's a pretty interesting movie. I, I mean, it's worth a shot watching. Um, it does leave HBO today, so I doubt you're gonna watch oh, it in the tree. Well, but but <laughs> I mean, I know you're gonna get your beauty sleep or watch Game of Thrones before you watch that. Um, <laughs> right. But it was actually pretty good. Okay. Um, DC Universe, uh, Warner Brothers' DC uh, branded streaming service. Uh, when it first came out, it was sort of kind of criticized for only having a curated selection of back issues of DC Comics to read as compared to Marvel Unlimited, which is literally Marvel Unlimited. Um, they're fixing that, apparently. I'm guessing after AT&T took control, they decided to try to, you know, get shit in order and, and um, put people on the line. So DC Universe is going to add every DC comic that's ever been printed um, in April. Free to read with no additional uh, um, fee to their seven ninety nine a month um, charge. That's a deal, and it's like digital. Yep. Mm-hmm. So every issue of Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman, and so I asked, you know, the question I asked, um, so it was about whether or not they had the rights to uh, like the Charlton and Fawcett stuff for uh, Blue Beetle and Shazam, mm-hmm. because you know they, I know they bought the back issues, but this that included. But I mean, even if that's not the case, I mean, you can read all the old Batman and Wonder Woman Superman stuff. So that's still a good deal. Uh, speaking of Batman, today is actually the 80th anniversary of the publication of the first of Detective Comics number 27, where he first appeared. Mm-hmm. So happy birthday, um, old ass Bruce Wayne. Guess what I also uh, learned is having an anniversary Brandon today. update. What? Is Nipsey also dead? Yes. Oh, what? Man. Yeah. I j- literally just saw. I just got on Twitter. <clears throat> Damn. He he was pronounced dead at the hospital. Yep. Damn. He was thirty-three years old. Golly. I was young. Okay, sorry uh, to bring for, the tone down. <laughs> for the for the non-audiophile person in the room. Uh, Nipsey Hussle was a LA-based rapper. Yeah, he was more like underground. Yeah. But he was. Mm-hmm. But really popular. Everybody liked him. Lauren L- London's baby daddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just had that interview spread, too. Oh, yeah. Know. And she Gosh. did an interview with him. Dang. Yeah. Life comes at you fast. Yeah, it does. Good Lord. My goodness, rest in peace. You about to ask me something, Ken? I forgot what it was. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's uh, Okay. Let me call and help the news. Um, So Arrow's having its uh, eighth and last season coming up in the fall. It's only going to be 10 episodes long. Um, One Arrow cast member who won't be there is Emily Bat Rickards, who is the second lead and plays Felicity Smoke on the Arrow. She's not coming. She After this season, she said she is done. 
which I'm assuming she's saying it now because she's she wants people who are casting for pilots to know that she is available. <laughs> um, but yeah, that show she was like basically the acting side of that show. Like you know, as Felicity, she was actually funny, and and Stephen Amell was you know basically abs in a in a jawline. But you know, after December, we don't have to worry about the Arrow anymore. So hey, what can you do with that? It's a rumor they're going to kill him in the crossover. Yep. That's what I heard too. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, wow, really?" Yeah, they, that's what they set up last year because, um, like, some sort of like whatever deal he made with the um, with the monitor to save everybody is going to come back. Well, to, I, I heard that there's like there's a bunch of this season was all about like um, flash forwards. Mm-hmm. He's not a, he's not there in any of the flash forwards apparently. Mm. So it's, it's assumed that he's going to die. Yep. We'll see what happens. Uh, next up, uh, Maisie Williams from um, y'all's uh, favorite program. Aria. Aria. Uh, she also, a couple of years ago, you recall, shot principal uh, <laughs> photography for a X-Men New Mutants movie for Fox. Did she? Yes, she did. Um, that was supposed to go into reshoots so that it could be released this year in August. Was it? Um, she says that... Um, I don't know if they're putting it out in August because uh, we ain't did um, one scrap of these reshoots that they asked for. Mm-hmm. They haven't done one scrap of marketing for that movie. They sure have. I mean, well, we've seen it. One what, one trailer, maybe We two? saw a teaser trailer, right? Yeah, two years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know the internet's been basically trolling this movie since they first announced this about, ah, Fox, X-Men, they the cancel this. We can get MCU, X-Men faster and everything. Maybe Disney is listening to y'all because um, it don't sound like this movie's going to come out. <laughs> or if it do, it'll come out on the streaming service or whatever. Cause, but like you said, even if it doesn't come out, the people still get paid, right? They've already been paid. But, like, they would get paid more if it came out. Even if it's terrible, you still get paid, like, your residuals and stuff. Mm. Like, if it comes out mm. on, like, Hulu or Disney+. Plus, I just want to make sure that this isn't one of those things because, you know, you can be a fan all you want and say all this crazy stuff, but... But there are people involved here who have lives that they need to... That, that need to... They need to... Yeah, they, they need to sustain. Your livelihood and stuff. So um, please tell me that the people who worked on the movie and the people who are in the movie, they get paid still. Yeah, they've, they've already been paid beforehand. Yeah, they, they, they're okay. fine in that respect. They would get paid more if the movie actually comes out and then makes it a home video and to TV and stuff. But, you know, and I'm sure they're upset that people won't get, I think they, I'm sure they thought they did uh, their best work. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> If they haven't done any reshoots, it's not coming out in August. I'll tell you that right now. They don't have enough time to finish the um, whatever CGI is necessary. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's a bummer for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven Universe is the first animated series to win a GLAAD award for best kids and family programming. I, I believe it. No, no, it, it actually happened. Because <laughs> um, I know Ali talks all the time about how um, how gay Steven Universe is. Mm-hmm. It, it's very LGBT friendly. Yeah. And it's also just a really wholesome show. I mean, forget, I mean, if you if you pause and forgot about that part, it was just really wholesome in general. And it, it just had its season it finale. I think it was... Early this year or series late last finale. year? Yeah, the series season. finale. Yeah, series. Yeah, it's done. Done. Oh wow. Well, oh wait, sorry, wait, wait, no, no, no. Let me. I'm going to take that back because 
various ramblings um, that involve Rebecca Sugar saying that something's going to happen this fall. Oh, that it might it might be some sort of spinoff or whatever. But the the show itself is done. That's what I that's what I was that's what I was led to believe by the the finale. Right. That happened. So yeah, yeah. If if, if listeners, if, if you haven't already, check out Steven Universe, and if you have kids, it's you should. <laughs> you let you, um give give it a try. It's uh, something that you can watch with your kids. Um, if it's a Cartoon Network show, they have I didn't make they charge for their stream their little streaming. It's on back Hulu. End. That's how I'm watching it. It's on Hulu. Okay, well, why? Because I'll go watch on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Um, and finally, in news, the NAACP Image Awards happened on Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. at which the following people won awards. Outstanding actor in the motion picture, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther. Ah, T'Challa. <laughs> Outstanding you, know, like, you said that like a coffee commercial. Uh, <laughs> Outstanding actress in... Art of making up, T'Challa. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Outstanding actress in a drama series, Taraji P. Henson, Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, actor in a comedy series, Anthony Anderson, Blackish. After mm-hmm. in a drama series, Omari Hartwick Power. You can tell these are awards given by Black Hold folks. Hold on. Are, who are the other uh, actors in the comedy series that are nominated? I, I don't have the um, the nominees list, unfortunately. Um, I just have the winners list. Uh, but Anthony wins every year. Like, but wasn't he the host? He was the host. Was that where Omari uh, Hartwick uh, overstepped his bounds? What do you mean? Um... Oh, and Marvin Hartwick kissed and kind of hugged up on Beyonce a little too much last night. Oh, oh, did he now? Oh, and, really? And they were getting, oh. and they were about to get him up out of here on Twitter. Oh Lord! Oh, so that's what that that's what that gif is. Oh. Yeah, he hugged her once and then hugged her again and with a kiss. And I'm just like, bro, like her husband is right next to her. Like, you don't need to do all of that. You're 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 being very um, you're a little you're a little too handsy. Like, just right a hug. Simple hug. You know, and you know, know, you know, Hove give everybody that reminder, that little tap on the shoulder whenever they get too close to Beyonce. Mm. Right. I'm surprised. Um, what what's her bodyguard's name? Julius. Uh, Julius didn't yank him up. Right. It was it's it was like even um his co-star, what's her name? Uh who was in 3LW? Oh, oh God. Naturi. Naturi Naughton, yeah. Naturi. Even she was looking uncomfortable, like Cause she know what the beehive is. She, <laughs> Listen, she was like, she, she no. Was, no, she saw her paycheck disappearing. That's what happened. Lord. Right oh. before her eyes. Here are the other nominees and actor. I, I pulled it up. Actor in a comedy series for the okay. category. Anthony Anderson won. Cedric the Entertainer for The Neighborhood. Uh-huh. Donald Glover for Atlanta. Dwayne uh-huh. Johnson for Ballers. And Tracy Morgan for The Last OG. Okay. Did okay. Anthony Anderson show up? He was the host. He was a host. Oh, uh, that's why. But my only thing is, like, I get that, like, he's just not the selling point for Blackish for me. So him continuing to win is just kind of like, no. I mean, I maybe like the first time he won. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like Drake, but I just kind of feel like he's not the selling point for Blackish, and he's. I don't think the the funniest person that could have won. Honestly, I I completely agree with you. Like, I don't watch Blackish because I'm just like, man, I can't wait to see Anthony Anderson tonight. No. Yeah. <laughs> I just, he's not the selling thing uh, to me. And him <laughs> to keep winning, like, little... best actor in the comedy is just kind of like, no. Yeah. Are you winning this over don't the other Don't we have people? some others? And actually, you know, I actually have been watching The Neighborhood, and I do think Cedric should have won. Hmm. 
I'm gonna read from this list and say this one's got nominees and everything. So, outstanding comedy series is Blackish. Anthony won Best Actor. Trace Ellis Ross won Best Actress in the Comedy Series. Best she support. Deserves. Best supporting <laughs> actor was Marcus Scribner from Blackish, who plays um, Junior. Best has the has the little boy ever? Has Jack ever been nominated? I don't think so. He's not nominated this year either. Um, I would give it to him over Junior. Uh, outstanding supporting actress was Marseille Martin. Mm-hmm. Outstanding drama series was Power. Mari Harbert for Best Actor in a Drama Series. Taraji P. Hansen for Best Actress in a Drama Series for Empire. Supporting actor, so because, you know, the news can't stop talking about um, Journey Smollett's older brother. Um, mm-hmm. This was the first time probably in history that some of these outlets reported about a win or a loss of the goddamn NAACP Awards uh, because um, Jesse Smollett was nominated and lost to Jesse Williams for Best Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. Jesse Williams, of course, from Grey's Anatomy. Um, he used to be woke babe before he dated that white woman. Um, <laughs> steady supporting actress in a drama series, uh, Lynn Whitfield for Greenleaf. Mm-hmm. Uh Guest performer in a comedy or drama series, Kerry Washington for How to Get Away with Murder. Uh, that must have been the crossover episode. Yeah, that sure. was a crossover. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Leahy versus Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Uh, that's, that makes sense. Olivia Pope show up. Outstanding TV movie, The Bobby Brown Story, I guess. Oh, God. <laughs> um, you mean that one? Mm hmm. Oh, okay. I guess. Uh, <laughs> outstanding actor in a TV movie, Michael B. Jordan for Fahrenheit 451. Jesus. No. Wait what? a minute. Okay. Okay. Holla, holla, now, holla, the holla, only way this one is, holla, well, this competition holla. wasn't even great except for seven seconds. Well, what it, was so, the other, because I love Michael Bay Jordan, but for, Fahrenheit 451 sucks. <laughs> so the other nominees are Woody McClain for The Bobby Brown Story, Russell Hornsby for Seven Seconds, and John Legend and Brandon Victor Dixon both from Jesus Christ Superstar Live in Concert. Out Russell Hornsby? Out of all the television movies or limited series, mm. or specials, I guess. I mean, and I was just about to ask if any Netflix shows made it through, but... Only one? That still, that still doesn't... But do we, we don't have any other black Netflix show? Um, seven Seconds is the only one that so far on this entire list that has been... Oh, no, Luke no, Cage. No, okay, Alfre Water got a nomination oh, for Luke okay. Cage for Best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. Uh, and I'm saying in general, like, what Logan Browning, she plays show? Sam, right? She yeah. got a nomination for Dear, oh, White yeah, people. Dear White People. And Danielle okay. Brooks for Orange is the New Black. So those are the... And Dear White People yeah, got nominated for Best <laughs> Outstanding Comedy. Okay, okay. okay. Alright. So... Uh, outstanding actress in the TV movie was Regina King for seven seconds. Duh. Uh, <laughs> outstanding news info series or special was Oprah Winfrey Presents Becoming Michelle Obama. Uh, yeah. Outstanding talk series was The Real, which won over oh. The View, which you can tell these are Negro Awards. I mean, uh, honestly, if I was to watch one, I would watch The Real over The View anyway. Because <laughs> they act more of a fool. Well, I mean, they're younger. <laughs> like, The View is just, it ain't what it used to like, be. Okay. It's been on forever, and it's just kind of like your aunties on there, but the real is like people your age. Your cousins. Yeah. I got you. All so. right. Outstanding reality show. Um, not on my watch. Iyanla fixed my life. First uh, of all, <laughs> why do we have to have a reality show category? Because Black, <laughs> Latrice. No, it wasn't. It was Iyanla, Lip Sync Battle, RuPaul's Dragway, Sh- Drag Race, Shark Tank, and The Voice. Oh, okay. Because it's reality, reality competition, or game show. So not ratchet reality. <laughs> right. <laughs> Outstanding variety show, Black Girls Rock from BET. 
Outstanding Children's Programming, Dr. Mc, Doc McStuffins. Wait, what else was in Variety? Uh, Two Dope Queens, Bruno Mars, 24 Karat Magic Live at the Apollo, Saturday Night Live, and Trevor Noah, Son of Patricia. Oh, okay. That Bruno, their Bruno Mars special was good, though. I didn't I see that. Open, yeah. <laughs> I love him. Y'all leave him alone. Outstanding Children's Program, Doc McStuffins from Disney Junior. Yay. Outstanding You for War was um, Marseille Martin Blackish. Miles Brown was nominated for this one, too. So. Okay, but so, I'm saying he needs to get Best Supporting Actor is what I'm asking, yeah. like what I'm saying. <laughs> Outstanding Host in a Talk or News Information Series, Jada Pinkett. Adrian Banfield Norris, I guess that's the grandmama, and Willow Smith uh-huh. for Red Table and Talk. Yep. Yes. Um, outstanding host of reality, reality competition or game show, Steve Harvey for Family Feud. Well, he is funny on that. I will give him that. Lord. Okay, music shit. Uh, best new artist, Ella May. Uh, yeah. Male artist, Bruno Mars. I know people were mad. Uh, <laughs> female artist, her. Yes. Group, duo, or collaboration. All the stars from Black Panther, Kendrick Lamar, and SZA. Oh, I thought it was about to be the Carters. <laughs> uh, uh, they were nominated. They lost to All the Stars. Uh, they're nominated oh. for Everything is Love. Outstanding mm-hmm. jazz album, The Story of Jazz by Jasmine Gent, featuring Jeff Loeb, Lober, and some other folks. Outstanding gospel album, Unstoppable by Corin Hawthorne. Uh, outstanding music video, This is America, Childish Gambino. Outstanding mm-hmm. song, Tony Braxton, Long As I Live. Outstanding oh, I love, song. I do love that song. Contemporary, Booed Up, LMA. Mm-hmm. Outstanding soundtrack, Black Panther. Um, that was a given. Mm-hmm. Outstanding album, LMA by LMA. Uh, literary oh, categories. Who is she up against for outstanding albums? Dirty Computer, Jan- Janelle Monet, Even More by Major, Everything's Love, The Carters, I Used to Know Her, The Prelude by Her. I mean, I like LMA, but wow, she beat out. Okay. All right. Right. In the interest of time, I'm, I'm going to skip ahead. Um, outstanding TV documentary with Say Her Name, The Life and Death of Sandra Bland on HBO. Um, there are awards for writing and everything, um, but in the interest of time, I'm going to skip ahead unless I see anybody who won who's really important. Uh, Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole won for Best Screenplay or Motion Picture. Finally. Um uh, Let's see. Donald Glover won for Best Director of a Comedy Series for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Deborah Chow won for Directing Better Call Saul. Uh, Ryan Coogler won for Best Directing of a Movie. Uh, over Spike Lee, Barry Jenkins, Steve McQueen, and that Alan Hicks. That was the Hicks, category Best Directing in a Movie? Yeah, be- Outstanding Directing <laughs> in a Motion Picture. Oh, okay. I was like, of a movie. <laughs> uh, okay. Samuel L. Jackson won for Outstanding Character Voiceover Performance. For Incredibles too. Oh, for Incredibles too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, best actor in a motion picture: Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther. Best actress: Amanda Stenberg. The hate you give. Oh yeah, I saw her Instagram post. Who is she up against? Uh, Constance Wu, Kiki Lane, oh. Sanaa Lathan, and Viola Davis. Constance Wu. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Outstanding Supporting Actor, Michael B. Jordan, Black Panther. Outstanding Supporting Actress, Denai Guerrero, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. This is why, this is why um, um, Amanda won, because they put Lapita as supporting. I would put her as lead actress in Black Panther. Mm. That's just me. I mean, I don't think Lapita cares. All right. 
Uh, best independent film if Beale Street could talk. Look, Ken, she said my check still cash. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can do what you want. Um, outstanding <laughs> breakthrough performance. Uh, Letitia Wright for Black Panther. Yes. Outstanding yes, ensemble ensemble cast, Black Panther. Uh, outstanding motion picture. Do I need to even say it? Black. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, this was the in-your-face Oscars. Yeah. Uh, and special Award Entertainer of the Year. Um, you know who won this award, and she was up against Chadwick Boseman, LeBron James, Le- Regina King, and Ryan Coogler. No, what was the category again? Special Award Entertainer of the Year. I don't know who won. Who won? Beyonce. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that's why they were there, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go ahead to the Say say Something Nice Challenge because the NAACP awards are directly um, correlated. All right. Everybody strap in. This is a segment I've been dreading to do ever since the story took that turn that it took. But here we is. So let me just get a sip of water before we start. It It ain't turned nowhere. It sure the fuck ain't. We are just turning around in circles. That's what we're doing because mm-hmm. we don't know which way to go. Like the Friends of Distinction. <laughs> um, that is an old-ass um, song reference. Well, you are old. I sure the fuck am. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, at the NAACP Awards um, the day before yesterday, well, actually yesterday, last night, um, Christopher Rock, comedian, who you know, mm-hmm. um, came out to present an award and... Decided to, um, he, even though he was told backstage not to make any jokes about um, the middle child in the Smollett family, he decided Wait, to. They anyways. told him that? Yes, they did. What? <clears throat> See, that's all he did. Don't tell him what's. Mm. They said no Justice Smollett jokes. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. What a waste of light skin, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry, that waste of light skin thing is so. Yeah. You know what I could I do with that light skin? That curly <laughs> hair? My career would be out of here. I'd be fucking running Hollywood. Maybe if you knew how to direct movies. Ooh. Chris Rock, you'd be running Hollywood if you had Jesse Smollett's light skin and, and um, um, curly hair and a white father, apparently, is what you need to Maybe get Maybe if you had tact, too. How about that? Yeah. So I know hey, he's uh, people... a comedian, Ali. Okay, yes, <laughs> just jokes. <laughs> what the hell was he thinking? From now on, you Jesse, which is actually his on well, his birth certificate. His actual birth name is Jesse. Oh, so he, what? Well, then what is because the parent, the parent, the dad wanted to name him Jesse. The mom wanted to name him Justice. After he was born, they decided to merge the two. You know, it's really not that complicated for. <laughs> from now on, you're Jesse. You don't. From now on, you don't even get the you no more. The you was respect. You ain't getting no respect from me. Uh-huh. That's that's what Chris Rock had to say. Um, because um, yeah, that's, what, this- that's what Justice Moment was. Was trying so hard all these years to do. He was trying to to prove himself to Chris Rock. Mm. <laughs> all right, so yeah, because Jesse has had the best worst week ever. Basically, it was he's not going to state prison, but if he's we don't know if he's going to federal prison. So let's start from the beginning. So last Tuesday, um, 
All 16 counts of disorderly conduct, a class four felony against Jesse Smollett, they gave him a count for every time he allegedly lied about his January the 29th attack by two men at two o'clock in the morning on the way home from the Subway um, uh, sandwich restaurant to his back to his apartment in the suburbs of Chicago, where he lives while filming Empire. All the charges were dropped. Um, he requested to have the record sealed, which was happened, and the the case was dropped basically because, in consideration of the fact that he had basically like. When he's not shooting stuff, all he basically did was community service. I think some places reported that he had to do community service as part of the deal. It was not extra stuff that he had to do. It was stuff that he had already had done and been doing. They took into consideration. And also uh, the Cook County attorney, Kim Fox, uh, she did not think that he could get a conviction out of the jury because the Chicago police, as we know, had leaked so much evidence Miss, and a lot of it was miscontextualized evidence to the public about the Jesse Smollett case to where it basically had tainted the case. And to be quite honest, 16 counts was egregious, where one or two would have been just fine. And so they dropped the charges against him. He was free from all of that. And white people and a few black people lost their goddamn minds. Um Rahm Emanuel and that black man who's the police, the, uh, Chicago police commissioner who's like a real-life Carl Winslow got on the TV, talked about how this was a, a whitewash of justice, Rahm Emanuel said. So it's mm. not just me who thought that, because I was like... <laughs> I was like, Carl's oh, real! <laughs> I didn't want... I, like, I didn't want to sound like one of those people who's like, well, you know, not all black people look alike. You know, I, was, I was like, Carl Winslow, like, Wow. You sold okay. us out. Is it Erica hurt you that bad, Carl? My God. Dang. Uh, but yeah. So Rahm Emanuel, mayor of Chicago, who used to be Barack Obama's chief of staff, and then Obama got rid of him, and then he went to Chicago, became the mayor, and sort of kind of the whiteness came out of him. Um, so any, him calling anything a whitewash of justice is kind of laughable. Even if, suppose Jesse did all this shit, and he's guilty as fuck. Rahm Emanuel still ain't got no no soapbox to stand upon to talk shit about Jesse. And then he went on to CNN talking the same shit and everything. Like, it's like, it's like as many people in Chicago have committed more egregious crimes. It's like, he's focused on just this one who got away. Why? Because it's the Hollywood machine. Because, because to him, it's the principle of it that you could get, a, you could come to my city and get away from crime like that. There's principalities in this. If Jesse Smollett was all the way white, he wouldn't have cared as much. No, not at all. I think people like him take take a crime like that, especially from a black person, especially hard because it's one of those things where it's like maybe he thinks it's a reflection of, you know, some people can take things like that to mean like it's a reflection of black people in general, like you should do better. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Like, And they, they turned it into like this whole crusade to like, to basically... I don't know, like correct or clean up the rep that that black people have for stereotypes and whatnot. I guess. Um, I just think he just he just be, was in his little feelings so much so that in fact, um, the city of Chicago is demanding that Jesse Smollett paid back the money for the initial investigation into his allegedly false hate crime um, claims. So they want. $130,106.15 from Jesse by the 7th of April. 
but how would they but what on what grounds like on what legal grounds Ali, they gotta keep paying the families of these black kids that they cops be killing that so, so they need that money for their account mm-hmm. right to, but to pay um, these families how are they going to compel Jesse Somali to to buy to to pay them you just the the records show that he was quote unquote um you know he wasn't exonerated. Of, he was not exonerated. Let's be clear. He was, he was found not. He was found not to be. He was not found guilty. He was not found guilty. Not no, guilty. the charges were just the charges dropped. were just dropped, okay, and the so record the sealed. Okay, right. fine. Okay, so the charges were dropped. So I'm saying, how can they compel him legally to? They do... kind of can't, and his lawyers are fighting it. And because the thing also is that, can we be clear? Jesse ain't got one hundred thirty thousand just sitting around to give anybody. Nope. Also, I mean, the, the fact that they, they, I mean, wiped, they wiped it clean, so there is literally no like no crime whatsoever. So the, right. they can't make him pay for something that doesn't even exist in their system. Like they completely mm-hmm. wiped it from. Like it's almost as if nothing ever, ever happened. happened. I mean, like, your it, boy it is gone. It is not. It's in the dark web. Yeah, it's like as if it never happened, right? So right. they can't make him pay for something that you can't. The dark web. It's in that corner where Ralph has been helping Print out nothing to say. This Stop, is it, not it. You Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Latria, did you see Ralph breaks the internet yet? No, you gotta I haven't see seen Wreck It Ralph first. So. You should see both of them. There's a scene in part two where they go to the dark web. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> it looks like old oh, national used to look back at today. Oh God! <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, um, nothing happened here. It's just it's, it's just it's just hot air, mm-hmm. right? A lot of it's just a lot of noise for nothing because they can't compel him legally, so he can just ignore this and just keep on keeping on with his life. Yeah, it's all just hot air at this point coming from them, like yep. as far as and there's even yeah, and there's even more hot air, unfortunately, coming from um that man who's the current occupant of the White House. Oh God, I ugh. that's that's the main thing that I was pissed at Jesse. Like you made that, him speak about right, you, right. Like, he's never going to let this go. Like, ugh. And I bet, because, like, the thing is, so I pretty much, I'm sure I still follow Jesse because he just doesn't, you know, post anything anymore. But this boy used to spend an uh, inordinate amount of time cussing out Donald Trump. And when I say cussing, I mean, uh, fuck, shit, fuck, fuck, shit, fuck, 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 shit. <laughs> so I'm sure that once this happened, somebody went to Trump's mansion and said, "You know this this boy cussed you out like once a week for the last three or four years." Yeah, that's all he needed. That, that's all he needed. And to know. so when this shit happened, when it when he got arrested and Trump basically was on Twitter, basically doing the ducky about ha ha ha. You see my followers. Yeah, <laughs> don't put no put I'm sorry, I put that mental image in y'all's heads. But basically, ha ha ha, my followers would never do anything like this, you know, because we're not really racist, you know. And that's the part. So I am no longer convinced that, you know, even though this shit don't make any goddamn sense to me, and if Jesse actually did this shit, he has to be the dumbest motherfucker on two feet. I'm not convinced that he's not guilty. I'm not convinced that he's guilty. I'm somewhere still floating in the middle of Pyro State for the rest of my life. But just the simple fact that it got to the point where Trump got to grandstand is a bridge too far for me for anything yeah. that he's directly involved in doing that's way too goddamn much and so trump has been um says that he's going to put the full force of the fbi and the motherfucking uh justice department behind us to figure out what just these charges were dropped uh the united states postal service is already investigating him because you will recall 
his part of his um, alibi for him saying that this was a setup attack was that he said that a couple of months prior, somebody sent a hateful homophobic note to the set of Empire in Chicago threatening him. So they're saying that if he came up with, if the attack was staged, they're saying that that letter may have been staged too. So they are investigating him for federal mail fraud, which brings a sentence of five to 20 years in federal prison if he is convicted. Um, so uh, that's happening still. The producers of Empire, uh, even though Fox put out a statement saying that they always stood by Jesse and they always he always said he was not guilty, not his charges have been dropped, they might not still be bringing him back to his job yeah. as Jamal Lyon on Empire because some of the people there don't necessarily like him anymore. For example, um, the Daniels. What? Um, did he come out talking about how he was angered and stuff? Daniels? No. <laughs> You know, you know that's not right. Yeah, it's offensive, and, it's, and I'm being mean. I know, but um, that nigga gets on my nerves. Um, he done said that he don't care for Justin no more? Let me read his exact thing, what he said. He said some shit about how he was angered and stuff. and yes. Let me read what exactly what he said. Um, but some of the other cast members apparently are allegedly not really too keen on him coming back because he's, um, you know, caused a scene, basically. All right, CNN. Uh, let's see what he says. Um, hold on a second. These past couple of weeks have been a freaking roller coaster. We have, me and my cast have experienced pain and anger and sadness and frustration and really don't know how to deal with it. Everything has happened. What you are seeing tonight prior to the incident, this was not what the show was made for. The show was made to bring America together to talk about the atrocities that are happening right now in the streets. It's like, um, yeah. Because, you know, when he when it first happened, Lee Daniels was the first person to run on the on Instagram talking about, Jesse, my brother, I support you. He leaked pictures. Oh, he of that picture of him up in, the, in his hospital bed on yeah. Instagram. And I saw when the CNN ran a picture, they, they, they credited Jesse. Jesse didn't put that shit out. Lee Daniels did. Right. And so... Yeah, like, like, watching this, I see just how poor journalism has become, even in professional settings. Like they're like when like they're talking about Jesse's on his way to LA. Is he going to NAACP CFP awards? If you niggas did a little bit of research, you would realize that the rest of the fucking smallest live in the LA area. He was going to see his motherfucking mama. That's so she could beat that ass. Uh, yeah. JoJo, <laughs> I'm sure, punched the motherfucker out already. Twice. Um, what other shit has Jesse done? Jesus, let me go back to my list. It's <laughs> too much. It's like I have a long list of Jesse so, Smollett nonsense. So yeah, so what has Journey Bell been saying? <laughs> you ain't shit, first of all. Nothing. Um no well no. Um Jockey posted on his thing and um some 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 PowerPoint about why Jesse is innocent and Journey shared it. I didn't bother to read it myself, be honest with you, because that's their brother. And so yeah. Shrug. Um, but I mean, that is, yeah. that is how, that's how it's hard to. when it's like when it's your your yeah. sibling. You yeah. Know? When, you're still, mm-hmm. you're still going to support them and love them because they're your sibling. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure behind the scenes, they're like Nigga, cussing him out. What happened? And yeah. the family put out a statement basically saying that 
Jesse was consistent. He said he wasn't guilty. Now the charge has been dropped, and we are uh, we're op- we, we uh, support our brother, and we want an investigation into the the two Nigerian um, guys who said that they uh, just that Jesse set the thing up with them. And they want an investigation into the Chicago Police Department. I'm like, okay, small ass, y'all are... put up the gas, please. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, if if I know the truth about a family member or whatever, instead of I wouldn't, I like it, like Latrice said, you know, love and love and support where I can. But if I know that you did a crime, what I'm not gonna do is I'm not going to snitch. I'm not going to go out there out of my way to 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 prove to people that I am not that I am not in agreement with the crime you committed, what I will do is I will keep quiet and I will excuse myself from the situation as much as I can because, you know, I, that way I that way I can, I can still, you know, love and support you as a, as a family member, but I won't be the one to actually, you know, put down the, or throw the book at you or like, you know, be the one that, that, that actually says some shit that actually gets you into more trouble. Yeah, but also people will take that silence as an answer, though. Like they'll make up, like they'll make up a position by you know based on you not saying anything at all. They'll be like, oh, oh, they must believe it. That's why they ain't saying them because they don't want to lie. Bossup.com. Journey Smollett thinks her brother did this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The other part of that is that um, Kim Fox, the Cook County State's Attorney, um, they um. Because the basically this all Chicago police department, the Chicago, the mayor, everybody, they want her, they want her job because behind this Jesse Smollett drop charges thing. And she says that um she basically had to write an op-ed for the Chicago Tribune about just why the, the case was dropped. And basically it's for what I said before, because um well, number one, other people accused of what he's done have had this wrapped up without any jail time or even going to trial. Because mm-hmm. it's not like it's a violent crime. She basically pointed out that, you know, there are other crimes that are going on in Chicago that deserve more attention and aren't getting it. That, you know, black, pe- black people are being killed by the cops and then that's not being investigated with the same fervor that this, um, this light-skinned boy lying about, um, allegedly lying about being beat up in the middle of the street in the, in, like, in the cold of winter and 2 o'clock in the morning um, has been. Uh, the police leaking the evidence to the public tainted the ticket case. Uh, you know, like she would prefer that the records be made public, but he but he's allowed to ask for them to be sealed. He asked for them to be sealed, so they've been sealed. Um, she said hit um, that his crime was a class four felony in the same category as pulling a fire alarm at school and draft card mutilation. So, uh, and what was the other thing that she said? Uh, she said she welcomes an outside uh, investigation. She said, come, I don't care. Uh, because her whole thing was about trying to allocate resources towards the crimes that actually need them, not the ones that don't. Um, and she says the only reason that Rahm Emanuel and the, and the police department is, are doing it in this way is because it's for political gain. Which she didn't lie about that. She didn't lie about that. And because the funny thing about this thing is this. Um, I think everybody in this whole thing is it's a whole clusterfuck of nonsense. She might be the most sane person in this whole entire tornado of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Cause she didn't she says she doesn't believe that he is innocent. 
Right. She sees that the that there's enough ev- that there's evidence that he could have done stuff, but there's not enough evidence that she thinks that is untainted that we'd be able to get a conviction in this case, or I guess conv- any convictions because there will be sixteen of them. So they dropped the case. I mean, that's within her prerogative. And Trump's going to put all his force behind this. Meanwhile, he's trying to take away people's fucking health care. He's trying to build a goddamn wall. The world is a great big onion, as Marvin and Valerie Simpson, not Tammy Terrell, told us back in 1969. And hate and fear are the spices that make us cry. And I am so sick of all of it. It's like... Because I was telling the tree before we started recording. I never thought I would do this, but I have um, put a filter block in my Twitter on the word Jussie. I could not stand to read any more of this shit anymore. It hurts my motherfucking heart. It does. It really does. Mm. It's just like, because it's, it's so, it's the secondhand embarrassment is so much. Yeah. Because he's supposed to have been like this, you know, he was being history books for a different reason. He was the first. Black person to play a the first gay black person to play a gay character as the third lead is he third or second lead? He's third lead because um Hakeem is second lead on a broadcast television primetime program, and now all of that is like that whole shit is tainted. Now he's going to be in history books for allegedly having lied about a hate crime. And plus, if he's going to make sure that he claims that he didn't do it and everything, he's going to have to spend the next 50 years or however long he's going to last on this earth keeping up, maintaining that statement and not cracking once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Just I like, don't okay. need any more interviews, please. I am certain before the end of the year, somebody will put him in front of a microphone. It'll be somebody of his choosing, of course, but somebody put him in front Oprah, of a microphone. It's going to be Oprah. It probably will be Oprah. Or Gail. Or Gail. It won't be Robin Roberts, though. Yeah, you, you know, no, are you fool me what? once. Ooh. Fool me once. Um, <laughs> are you kidding? No. No. <laughs> no. I, first of all, Ali ain't gonna let that happen. I will protect Robin. <laughs> <sighs> so I'm tired. I'm tired. Um, so Gail. Oh, see, you see, you see this. This is, <laughs> you see this right there. Y'all keep trying that woman. She's a professional, okay? <laughs> she's a professional, and y'all, you, y'all will give her the respect give that she's, um, she's before. Give Gail her things. Yeah, so I can't play this this week, but I'll do this, set this up. I don't know if y'all, um, if you could write, like Charlie Brown, put on Charlie Brown music and write Jesse Smollett a letter. Wah, 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 wah. What would you write to Jesse? My letter would be just this Nigga, what the fuck? Why, nigga, why? Even if you didn't do everything they said you did, whatever part of this you actually did do, why, nigga, why? The drug part is enough for me to be perfectly honest with you. I I don't know if that sounds like, um, I don't know if that sounds blamey or ableist or whatever, but. The boy is surrounded by too many people who who know how this shit goes in Hollywood to be anywhere near a goddamn drug while you're on somebody's broadcast television. He knows better than that shit. Does he? He ought to. I just, mm, 
I don't put anything past anyone. That's true. To be honest. But what would y'all say? Um, I'll start with Ali since Ali has told me for as long as I have known him, Brandon, I never liked that boy. I really thought that was Ali. Either from South Africa or like Rafiki on on. It doesn't matter. It's in the past. <laughs> but yeah, Ali, what would you say to uh, Mr. Smollett in a letter? Right now? Like if, if it was like after the events that have just happened right now? If you sat down right now tonight and took a, um, your quill pen, dipped it in some ink, and decided to write him a letter like John Hancock. Not a quill. <laughs> wow. Eagle-feathered quill. Mm-hmm. Um what would I tell him? I mean, honestly, at this point, um, it's it's not going to do him any good to actually, if he, let's say, if he actually did um, commit the crime, it's not going to do him any good to now actually come clean. He has to lean hard into his current, his current um, position, right? So he sh- it would do him better to just be like to to feign or not feign um, to really lean into I am innocent. You know, this is a crime that was committed against me, and I was wrongfully accused of lying. That's that would be the advice. It trust me, it's not going to it. It'll be hard, but man, if you actually did this and you now came forward and said you you actually are responsible for all this that happened, man, your fans. I mean, I'm talking voodoo dolls. I'm talking effigies. You know, I'm talking journey is not going to have a good rest of a couple of years. Like it's you're destroying not only yourself, but you are actually putting um, the people around you in jeopardy, their jobs, their standings in society. That cookbook is going to be pulled from whatever publishing house puts it out. The Small yeah. Family Cookbook, which I should buy. Yeah. Of course, too late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, you just, you're risking. So that little family empire that maybe you and... Empire, Jer- ha! Sorry. Okay. <laughs> that you and Journey were probably trying to build together as a, you know, brother-sister team. That's, that would be, that's, that would just, you know... It's done, that's done, that is done. I had we had an episode two years ago when Empire and Underground were on there at the same time about you know like a the Great Smollett War 2016 that like speaking of Chris Rock Chris Rock joke about Michael who won Michael Jackson or Prince like who won Journey or Jussie Journey won. Well, yeah, she's got more she's got more skin in the game. He does, so of course. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Latria, what would you write to Jussie? Uh, so excited. Um, mine would actually be a card. <laughs> and it would be, this just came to me in a vision. Um, <laughs> it would be one of those cards where you open it up, it plays a song. Mm-hmm. And my song would be, <clears throat> move the microphone back because I got to yell it. <clears throat> oh, sit down. The wonderful 2011 hit by Maceo. I think it's Maceo how you say it. But anyway, yeah, that whole sit down song that will play as soon as he opened the car. Because I just, I just want him to sit down and be quiet. That's it. Don't say nothing. I don't, I don't need any more interviews. No explaining. No nothing. Just stop. Maybe in like 
20 years, he can write it if I did it. <laughs> but right now, that's what you need. I mean, he's going to be the first like um, uh, actor to star in his own American crime story. Nigga, shut up. I mean, <laughs> Listen, I mean Ryan Murphy got carte blanche over that Netflix. I, you know he loves, you know, you know he loves uh, putting a gay in a story too. And Netflix is like, do you with your three hundred million dollars? So, now let me tell you what happened. It'll be just. I would not be shocked. It'll be Justice Smith as Jesse Smollett in the Jesse Smollett. Story. Justice. <laughs> or Shonda could do it. You know Justice Smith, right, Ken? The light skinned boy who's gonna be in Detective Pikachu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I was making sure you went, didn't mean the um, what's his name, Will Smith, son? No, no, not Jay Justice Smith. Um, so Ken, what would your letter be to um, uh, Mr. Smollett? My, uh, mm, <laughs> I don't even know what I would write to Jesse. Jesse besides, um, you about to find? I don't know, man. I don't have. You know what? I really don't care. Mm. I wouldn't write. That's, him. that's what your letter gonna say. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't really care, do you? <laughs> you know, that's going to hurt. You know, like when your parents used to be like, I'm not mad. I'm just I'm just so disappointed. disappointed. Like that would hurt worse than them being like they were mad at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I don't care could really hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so two, one more thing I forgot to mention. Um, there was a Republican Illinois state senator who said, he, I don't know if he's actually going to do this, and it won't pass, but he said he was going to introduce a bill that would strip any television or film production in Illinois that hired Jussie of their Illinois tax benefits, because Empire shoots in Chicago to get Illinois tax benefits. Uh, why people so pressed? Like, like oh, sheets so mad over out the jar. It's like, y'all mad over this. Of all the things we mad about in this world today, uh, taxes going up, gas going up. Because you don't accuse of being racist. Do you hear me? You yep. do not. That's the you worst thing you can call a white person is a racist. Even if you no. see them literally stepping on a black person's neck. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, he better learn how to um, take shorthand, though, because the boy's not going to be in anything else for quite a while. Not learn shorthand. He better do something. Learn how yeah, to run some machinery. Tyler, 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 give him a job. Tyler Perry. Well, <laughs> <'Cause> Tyler, <laughs> I know. Right? I'm about to say Tyler Perry. Actually, you know what? You know what? I would be mad at Jesse for fucking up Giants. <laughs> you know what Giants is? What's Giants. Giants is a web series. That's actually pretty good, but he was executive producer. Basically, he's been bankrolling the show, and it's actually up. It was up for a lot of daytime Emmys. Yes, oh. Jussie Smollett was bankrolling this. Yes, with what money? Where? Who got it? Had, you? I guess he had it from somewhere. He, he probably got it from investors. Maybe from I'm investors, sure. yeah, because he don't make that much on television. Because the dude doesn't have It's only been like I mean, a few a episodes show, a year. It's so a web it show. Might not be okay. that much. But yeah, it's a web show. So, I mean, check out. It's actually pretty good. And it's it's winning awards and it's getting recognized. So, yeah, he, I didn't know so he just he could, you, all I can say is you better, like, you know, create, pro, you know, he's going to, hopefully he, um, now I think about it, I did have some stuff I would say. Number one, if you're going to try to make a comeback after this, don't make a movie like Blackbird. <laughs> Which was uh, who? Who's that? Pe- um, but whose whose comeback was that? 
that was from Monique and yeah. what, uh, the other Isaiah guy. Washington. That, <laughs> right. Uh, where has he been? <laughs> I wonder if Patrick. See, I was about to say Tyler Perry wouldn't cast me and shit, and I realized that he's literally Tyler Perry's prototype. So, um, that's what to say. And you know, Tyler Perry is his whole thing. He roots for the underdogs. So, yeah. But I mean, can Tyler he Perry would. put Tyler Perry on at this point? Well, I mean, Tyler Perry's still on. Yeah. But, uh, my dear family funeral is at $70 million at the box office right now. But 70? I haven't heard one person say good things about it. No, everybody Me? said it's terrible, but they have yeah. gone to see it. <laughs> The other night when I was watching Spider-Man, one of my friends was like, I think I'm about to watch Acrimony. And I was like, don't. <laughs> and then he was like, I'm watching it. Oh my God, this is bad. And he was only like 15 minutes. <laughs> but then he got to the end. He's like, okay, it wasn't as bad as I thought. And I was like, well, you're the only person I've heard that from. Uh, I'm using, yeah, I use movies like Acrimony to to basically gauge if 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 it's worth being, you know, Contacts it so that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I If you think it costs that much, maybe twenty. Maybe twenty. Cause yeah, Tyler doesn't. But just, but he doesn't have enough. But like Brandon said, he doesn't. Even if they did force him to pay this this exorbitant amount of money, like he's not gonna have. It. He doesn't have a um. You know that kind of that kind of um that kind of finances to actually do that. He's the I mean, the boy doesn't have money to, for Uber Eats, which is why he ended up in this situation. <laughs> no, look. Dang, if I you mean. think, if you think that, well, first of all, if you think that nigga was out there to get a, a, a subway, first that of was, all, what subway is open at like one, two, all three? All of them. I thought. What subway you ain't going to? The same one as Jesse? <laughs> I know there, there's Brandon, like subway. There's some that are open late at night. I mean, is Subway code for glory? No, Hall? not Taco Bell, sir. Subway. <laughs> Sir, just Dennis. All right, Dennis so that, like, that was the other part of this. Like, listen, just because somebody's openly gay does not mean they spend every waking hour of their lives trying to get dick. Who's You can't even tell it with straight face, so you must not be telling the truth. <laughs> no, because. No, because some dude on um, one of our friends' thing was talking about that Jesse got off because the gay mafia came and bailed him out or whatever. If, gay if, mafia. If I could remind, first of all, friend, friend, I'll, I'll tell you after the show. Um, Jesse's black. <laughs> the gay mafia is. It, we call it the gay mafia. We're just a bunch of rich gay people who have a little bit of influence in the entertainment industry. They're white. And they don't really yeah, fuck with the black ones. Well, they do if they date them. If. Yeah, but... I mean, they date them, but... Jesse, yeah, Jesse, Jesse, Jesse don't date white people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's not going to happen. And then somebody implied that he sucked off the... Um, the prosecutors or whatever the fucking got off or whatever. Oh, and just okay. all this gross homophobia. Oh so that's why it's so hard to sort of kind of really get behind fuck him and fuck him and fuck him and fuck him. You know, one, because, you know, it's still the smallest, still the family, I'm still... But also because Eric, so many people's um, apprehension of him comes from him being openly gay and playing an openly gay character on TV and rubbing that Latin boy's feet and kissing them and everything and rolling around in the bed with the black one and everything like that. And then it's disgusting and my kids watch Empire. Why the fuck are your children watching Empire? It says TVMA when it come on. Um, 
and everything. Oh, and so they feel like they're getting, he's getting his just desserts for tainting um, people's homes. And I, 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 I don't know if it was one of y'all, but somebody told me that um, some they, um, religious family members watch Empire. They fast forward through the gay shit. They watch it on um, DVR so they can fast forward through the gay parts. Wow. <laughs> mm. Just and so like. So do they just when when those parts actually influence other stuff that's happening that doesn't have anything to do with like other stuff that happens in the show? Will they get it? Do they just? Um, I, think, sort I of, guess they just. Turn on TV guide, I guess, and read the description. I don't know. Or they try to inference. <laughs> but so, just so some child's gonna like grow up and like not even realize that Jesse was on the show. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he wasn't in my copy. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. It's gonna be like when you were watching um Soul Food. Or yes, when I was watching Soul Food and my dad stopped the tape and went to the blue screen and fast forward over the sex parts. So I didn't know. I I, I, I inference why Terry was so mad, but I didn't know that. You didn't she, know about Cousin Faith? I didn't know that she saw Cousin Faith and Miles and him him putting her against the wall and all that. I didn't see the scene. <laughs> I just inference that she was mad because she knew that he cheated. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> I, and I didn't see Bird get pregnant by um, Makai Pfeiffer in the bathroom either. Oh, Lord. My dad wasn't having it. He's he showed the children this. We stopped the tape, started back up. Mm-hmm. Big mama, your arm. <laughs> what is that little boy? That's another where are they he now? He stopped acting. I don't know. I think he has like a regular job and shit now. Brandon Hammond. Huh? So he just works at the corner store. No relation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he yeah. Works at the corner store. Lord, so I don't know. Journey might change her name for her. I know shit. After Journey all this, Bell. Journey Bell. It's cute. I wouldn't be upset with her. I mean, what? What? I mean, you know, this is ridiculous. Now she has. She's just gonna go on a movie. What? They're just gonna bombard her with questions now. And it, like, you were talking about she gonna say she gonna voice press. They're gonna be like, here's a pen and paper. Write down what your brother's doing right now. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. Like what? what? Because the white people are already mad that she's playing Black Canary because Black Canary is supposed to be blonde and beautiful. Black Canary dyes her hair anyway. She has dark hair. She literally could just like like Journey Smaller and be fine. And now somebody's going to put two and two together that that's her brother and it's going to be a shit show when the picture comes out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, that, that's a whole that's a whole troublesome some mess. That's a whole, that's a whole thing. <sighs> and it's, we're never going to not hear the end of it, though, y'all, because Empire is going to go into syndication. That's, I mean, it's already syndication on TV One, but they're going to keep rerunning it for the rest of our natural lives. And it's going to be like, it's not going to like, I feel like the Isaiah Washington thing kind of went away with Grey's Anatomy because Grey's Anatomy has ran for like 900 seasons and he has to be yeah, doing on like a couple so of no them. One, no one cares about that character anymore. Right. But I have a feeling that Empire is good. If they get a renewal, which they still haven't gotten, they get a renewal, it's going to be their last one. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of the show, like like the just the Jussie playing Jamal Lyon was a big part of the show, a big because you know in the first episode he gets thrown in the goddamn trash can as a little baby, you know everything when, like when, that. Oh um, and, <laughs> and it's gonna be part of that show's you know legacy, unfortunately. That's this whole thing. 
it's never going to be separated from it. What do you think about the trouble, um, the rumors that the cast do not want him back? I would, Ali, if this happened at your job, even if you liked the person, you would probably feel the same way, at least a little bit. Because you, I mean, you just I, wouldn't want the trouble. Yeah, I mean, I would straight up go outside and I would, I would dig up your 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 parking space. Wow! Wow! I didn't mean for it to go that far, my lord. <laughs> but you, you just roll up and you see that the pavement has been dug up in that area. <laughs> it's like, what happened? <laughs> you, you take the trailer and just put, and just put up. Um, I don't know. What does Jesse not like? Um, I don't know. Pictures of white guys. Oh, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just paint the whole thing a different color. Like, this is my trailer now. <laughs> this is me and my Brad Pitt poster. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. That's it for that time, man. The whole of so is it so you made it so like I said, the whole of Illinois, not just Chicago. The whole of Illinois is like, nah, you're not welcome here anymore. I mean, you know, Illinois is a very for the most part, conservative um, city. It's just that, I mean, say, it's just that Chicago has such a harsh population that they skew the um, national elections. But, like, you know, it's like it's like Georgia is, where it's like Atlanta and then the rest of it. Mm. And maybe Springfield in Illinois, perhaps, but otherwise, no. <sighs> but, yeah, so that's, that's this shit. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the smallest can get ready to write something and be out and put themselves in it, and it can win awards, and people can forget when like they do the like they did Mel Gibson, mm-hmm. who literally said a white woman well, should be raped by a pack of niggas, but somehow we posted to go see his what is that Hacksaw Ridge, whatever the fuck that was. I wish I motherfucking would see okay. that shit. <laughs> you couldn't drag me to that screening. I would bite you and run. <laughs> and, and that's it. And that's it, because he what? because Brandon Brandon, Brandon was sitting through some shit. He was sit through some shit. <laughs> but but I saw it. That is the lion. Riley. <laughs> yeah. That is the lion. But yeah, so that's all that. Um huh, Lord Jesus. Thank you guys for joining listening to us uh, rant about this cra- this this crazy ass situation and this um this 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 light skinned boy and his trials and tribulations. Um uh, uh, Latria, where can the people find you online if they want to hear you talk about happy things that don't involve smallettes? <laughs> um, <laughs> they can find me at Simply Tria on Twitter and Instagram. Right. You can find me at, at BTouch. You can find Ken and Ali at the Say Something Nice Facebook group where we have fun and talk about stuff. Um, and I put up that Alex Ross painting of all... So Alex Ross made a painting in celebration of the, Shaz- the Shazam movie coming out where he tried to put every single last character who's ever been influenced by Captain Marvel and Billy Batson into the painting. Um, he made sure to put the current comic book versions of Shazam and Billy Batson as far in the back as possible because he hates them. Racism. So he... No. Not racism. He he drew the C.C. Beck dot Ida versions who was Steamboat's best friend, so... Oh, okay. Um, and they're in the front. They're in the way front. The one who's in the comics oh, now. Are they? Yeah. Oh, are they really? Go, okay. go, go to the group. Go to the group. It's a, it's, I've already seen it. Yeah. I've already seen it. I'm being, I'm being, yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what, what's going on. Yeah, including there I'm, is um, He-Man is in there. He-Man he is in there. Ben 10, Mighty Mitor, Young Samson, Miracle Man, Kid Miracle Man, 
Uh, Brie Larson Brie, Brie Larson and Zachary Levi are sort of kind of towards the back, but they're in there. Um, and of course, you know, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, the comic book version. Uh, Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel is in there. Uh, and characters from other um, countries are in there, like Darna, who is a Filipino um, a woman version of Captain Marvel. She's a little girl, turns to a grown superhero as well. Uh, Shazan is in there from Hanna Barbera to Genie with the two kids and the camel. It's a nice painting, just that he's so petty about. Um, <laughs> because he put Zachary Levi in the middle back, but Jackson Bostwick, the crazy man who played Captain Marvel in the 1970s, who is transphobic and a mess on Facebook, because I've interacted with him, unfortunately, and tried to tell him you shouldn't say that, and he doesn't listen to me. He's towards the front because I guess Alex Ross grew up on that show, but yeah, whatever. Um, you can find the Say Something Nice podcast on. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else great podcasts can be found. And you can find our website at ssmpodcast.com and us across all social media at the handle at ssmpodcast. I had the week off, so I'll be checking the iTunes, things like that, for five-star reviews. If you have not left them, please leave them now so I can read them on the show. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. This has been the Say Something Nice podcast. I am Brandon, and I'm here with Latria. Hey, hey, hey. Ollie. Hello. And the tether. Ah, <laughs> we'll yeah. see y'all next time. Goodbye. Not the tethered. Realized that she was switched sooner than when they did it in the movie, like yes. when they revealed it in the movie. Like what, part did, what part did you realize that she was switched in the beginning? When really? when she snapped. Oh, you beat. know what? See, this is why I don't like Kim. His little <laughs> ass. I knew when the credits rolled. <laughs> I didn't know that early, but when she was like, "Get on beat," and she was off beat, I was like, "Huh." Oh. <laughs> I, I I had an inclination when she went into the fun house and yeah. the, it cut as soon as she saw herself from the back, it mm-hmm. just cut. I was like, oh, this is this is Chekhov's gun so that way they can revisit Lord, the So scenes. you did know from the credits. <laughs> wow. I mean, it was kind Gosh. of there. Like, I, think about it. Think about it. If you make a scene like that, it makes sense. Like, when you do that, you cut the scene. Like, because it was so abrupt. Like, she... the the, the herself she we all know it's clones right right but she saw herself on the back right and then it turned around and then they just cut the scene so it's like there must be something more because the next part is the parents and her are the therapist and she's like something has happened so they they're bound to tell you they want to reveal later on in the movie what actually happened at the funnels Mm -hmm. and that's when i was like oh well, it must be that she confronts this thing, the, the, the herself, and more than likely what's going to happen is it's either herself, like the, the clone traumatizes her, like does something to her, or they switch places. Mm-hmm. Mm. See, I didn't even get they switch places until it was like revealed. And then I was like, oh, and then like driving home, I was like, oh, because wait a minute, she actually talked and the rest of them like grunted and made noises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, "How did I miss that?" Yeah, they, it uh, yeah, just seemed, I didn't it get it. Just seemed like there was an extra scene after that 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 yeah. turnaround. Mm-hmm.
And then I didn't pick up the fact, and you know, that the whole when when Brandon was mentioning on the show last uh, last week, where the the um, the the not offbeat when when they're in the car, I was like, I just thought that that was a mistake with the trailer. <laughs> 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 that was a mistake because I was like, she's not on beat in the trailer, and I thought, oh, you know how sometimes people make mistakes with when it comes to mixing the sound uh, with right. the movement or whatever. So I was like, oh, okay, that's just a mistake. I'm not going to get on them about that. And then Ryan's like, no, that's on purpose. I'm like, well, Jesus, like, is this on purpose? <laughs> okay, fine. I was like, okay, whatever. I guess. Yeah. I guess the idea that that like, and then Latria was Latria. You're saying that you know when when she comes and she's the only one who can speak. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Adelaide purposefully tells you all throughout the movie when she's on the beach, I am not a people person. I don't typically talk to people. Yeah, I, am I have not a hard time talking to people. I have a hard time talking to people. And when she said that too, I was like, huh. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When she's talking to the drunk lady. Yeah. yeah she she literally says that. She, you know, so. Oh. So right? did you think that the little boy at the end realized that that wasn't her? Definitely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, I mean, so do you think that, like, I mean, when, when he found her, when she took him at the locker, do you think he realized then or when they were? That's in- when he realized. That's when he was just like, no, yeah. no, there's something off. And in any case, they showed you, like, as the movie progresses, Adelaide gets crazier and crazier as she becomes obsessed with killing the, the red. I was about to say, but what about when she killed that? that white lady's doppelganger in the house and he saw it and he was like, what the heck? Yeah, because she was yeah. super aggressive about it. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, not me. I'm not going back. <laughs> <laughs> and nope. then when she smiled at him in the car, I said, oh, Lord, is she about to drive him off a cliff? Like, what is going to happen? <laughs> Lord, I must have scared. That last yeah, shot, would- that, that last shot, that, um, that, that ILM-ass last shot, where they spend all that money to put all them people across all them hills. Oh. That was awesome. <laughs> I was like, wow, Jordan. Wow. <laughs> yeah, she, she she did. She did that. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what I was saying. Like people in my theater were they were completely beside themselves. Like, I mean, you know, I'm used to I'm used to like <laughs> like I'm used to to people going like oh my god like you know like a hushed voice but mm-hmm. people people abandoned all tact in my theater they were just like nah we're just gonna we're we're gonna have to be very vocal here because Jordan Peele you've 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 tried the wrong people <laughs> so, so yeah there were all kinds somebody yelled when when she got out of the car to 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 look at the 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 girl who had gotten catapulted into the tree. Me, that was me. I was like, "Wait, don't get out!" What the fuck you doing? I was like, "Oh my god!" (laughs) And you know what? That's that should have been a clue too. Like her fearlessness. Yes, she was doing a lot of dangerous stuff. That like, girl, you really scared? You would like why? It made no sense for her to get out the car looking for the girl. And then when she got telling her shush, I just thought it was her motherly instinct. But now I'm realizing. That's what, yeah, that's what people thought too. And I was like, oh, okay, so I see now it could I'm be realizing that. realizing it, yeah. it was something It new. could be that or it could be the fact that she understands the the pain of not just the, the, the death thing, but the pain of being stuck down there. She understands what it probably must have, you know, felt like and the, the freedom for finally being on the surface only to have it snatched away so quickly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he did a good job. He did wow, a good job. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He should have tried Dumbo. Oh no! Wow, you know, you know, no, you, you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna get over this. You're gonna go to sleep, and then you're gonna get over this tomorrow. Am I? <laughs> yeah. How do you take 170 million dollars of white people's money and just just of white people's them? money? Capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> you What's its Rotten Tomato score? Fifty-five. Which is Ooh. exactly where it should be. What is us? Is us 400? Us is at 90... I want to say 95. I'll go back look again. Did that same man uh, downgrade it again? Uh, Armin White? I don't know I don't know if he reviews anymore. I know some other, somebody else did the first tank of its perfect score. It was somebody mm. else who was, um, who was mad about was some Speaking shit. in gibberish. Yeah. Like... Like, I was literally trying to decipher what he was saying. He pulled out his thesaurus, his, his rhyming maybe, dictionary. Maybe his tether was writing it. Maybe it was. <laughs> it was full of alliteration in rhyme. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he just wanted to downgrade it. He, just, he didn't have a reason. He 94% for mm. us. What, is get out, what did Get Out? Get Out had to be like at 99. It, was, it didn't Is it go still there? there? Let me see. Get out. Does this keep going even after it's out of theaters? Like, yeah, because other people will still review it. And so the reviews will still be counted uh, if they're like home video and stuff. 98% on Get Out. Oh, okay. So people will still review movies like for years and years right. afterwards and they still count. Especially like older movies. That's why older movies um, ratings are always skewed more towards their current perception. If you had, mm-hmm. for example, counted Citizen Kane's reviews from 41, it would be somewhere like a, like 60-something because they people give it bad reviews in part to avoid the wrath of William Randolph Hertz, the mogul who was basically parodied in Citizen Kane. And mm. it didn't become popular to say that it was the best film ever made until it had run on television in the 60s and 70s. Mm. I think Shazam's still at 93%. Go check. Which is goddamn ridiculous. I never thought it'd be that high. The movie deserves it, but just I never thought they'd make a movie that would be that high. <laughs> 93%. And they show, I saw a, a, a commercial in the um, gym, and they show put that Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh logo on its own screen <laughs> in the commercial. Mm-hmm. They said, we finally got one. <laughs> Oh God! It would be fitting that a that the Warner Brothers and DC's nonsense would be saved by a movie that's not made by Warner Brothers. It is not a DC character. That is ironic as shit. Mm. 